Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 79. Hello, I am your host, Elliot Jerry O'Neill, and joining me tonight is BT Calloway. You'll have to speak up, I'm wearing a towel. And Phil Calloway. Good evening, I'm not wearing a towel. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and thank you for joining me in your various lack of clothing for the Simpsons Index, the <laughs> podcast where we watch and review three episodes of the Simpsons at a time, but the catch is, each episode must come from a different decade. Still a catch. It's I, a twist. <laughs> a big twist, maybe. Yeah. It's I don't bring that up often. Unique premise. No, it's, it's been there for so long. I, don't, I feel like it doesn't need to be changed. We just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 20, episode 16, Eeny Teeny Maya Mo. This was first released in April of 09, and it was written by John Frink, directed by Nancy Cruz. In this episode, Mo starts dating a little person, and we go on that adventure, and also Homer discovers that there's a daycare centre right next to Mo's bar that he can watch Maggie from, but Maggie gets into trouble when she runs into little Kearney. Guys, what did you think? It was... Okay. Yeah, it nearly got to... Yeah, pretty good, but it kind of missed that. I did think at the beginning, like the first half, I was like, this is actually not a bad episode. And then it just farted its way across the finish, established <laughs> what the two stories are going to be. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. Let's. And then it just kind of didn't land them, unfortunately. Also, it, the premise, as it was told to me, Mo dates a little person, set the bar extraordinarily high, <laughs> and then, no pun intended, did not reach that height. Yeah, it did come up a little short, but I think what this episode actually lacked in Mo establishing the Maya relationship, it did good in the middle bit, but mm. I also think the reason for them calling it off kind of sucked. Yeah. It, yeah, the that's conflict my big, was ridiculous. Yeah, that's my big beef with this one. BT, what is a moment from the story that stood out to you? I actually really like how our setup kind of gets us to both A and B plot lines very organically. So yeah. uh, Marge is giving Homer, you know, hell for never spending any time with Maggie. So he takes her on a daddy-daughter day and that leads to Mo's bar where we le- start following Mo's story of dating this woman over the internet that he's now going to meet. And then, so he's cleaning up the bar, cleans a wall, which holy crap, has a window on it. And they, hey, there's a park on the other side of this window. Homer can watch beer, or watch beer and drink <laughs> Maggie at the same time. <laughs> he's such a drunk. <laughs> It's a very confusing episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that we get there quite organically and quite quickly, I'm, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually something that I don't take strips off this episode for is the flow of the episode felt very natural. You know, we talk often about everything feeling mismanaged and haphazard and why is this happening now? I never questioned why things were happening. It just yeah. flowed. And the reason the B plot launched was something in the happening in the A plot with, Ma- uh, with Mo cleaning up the bar. So yeah. so yeah, it also gave us a reason to be in Mo's bar and also organically cut to and from the story. Mm. Yeah, I think actually it did the, the unused trick of using the B plot to get into the A plot. Yeah. yeah. Because that was the reason we got to Mo's in the first place is because the B plot happened. I kind of personally, I think the B plot kind of fizzled almost immediately after that point, though. Once they were in the bar and into Mo's story and they could watch Maggie from the bar, yeah, there was pretty much, apart from Maggie has bullies yeah. at, at the daycare, or was it a daycare? Or was it just, just a park? park just full a park. of babies. Just a park full oh, of babies. Yeah. yeah. That was one thing. No I was other waiting, parents. I was just, waiting just to be a thing, and it was like, yeah, he just drops Maggie off in the middle of a daycare without talking to anybody, yep. <laughs> and then comes and picks her up without talking to anybody. Was, yeah, if it had been like the back of a daycare and he didn't even realise and just dropped her in there thinking that would be fine. Yeah, maybe like, kind of yeah. funny. If it was like a daycare and he's like, quick, Maggie, we'll get you in here and you can learn for free. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Makes, makes sense. But it was just 
a park. I mean, I did like that Mo had never cleaned his place so often that yeah. he didn't know there was a window there, let alone a park next to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was all good. Um, but yeah, I just thought the B-plot kind of died at that point. Like, Maggie has issues dealing with the bullies, but not really dealing with them. They were just babyly intimidating until she was always rescued at the last minute. Yeah. Um, and what's that? The bongos feels like a reference to something like... Dun, da, da, dun, dun, da, dun, yeah, it da, seems da, like dun. it might be an Indiana Jones thing. Maybe. Yeah. The bongos, I don't know, but the uh, three bottles being clinked together, yeah. that's a reference to the Warriors. Oh. Come out and uh, play. Do they have bottles for fingers? No. Oh. He has beer bottles. and he's He clinks thinking. them. Seems like a dangerous way to put bottles. It it is. Is it scary in the movie? I've actually not seen it. I just know that bit. Oh, okay. I think I saw the Warriors a long time ago. I had the or, same feeling, but yeah. Yeah, I actually liked the ending of that where Maggie was the one who stood up to the bully to defend Homer. But the problem I had with the B storyline is it makes Homer look super neglectful. Yeah, and that doesn't get resolved. Like Marge, there's a bit where uh, they're on a double date with Meyer and Moe and... They get their photo booth photos taken and Marge is like, Homer's just drunk while Marge is trying to look nice. And there's a funny joke there where uh, Homer's mooning the camera and a security guard walks in and in the next frame he's drunk with a security guard. Yeah, yeah. Classic four panel photo booth joke. Yeah, yeah. So there's Marge going, oh, you know, he's a bit of a drunk and a lout and he doesn't look after our daughter properly. And then she finds out, oh, he's just been leaving her in this park and getting drunk. But oh, no, it's okay because he said nice things in the end. It's like... I didn't really resolve the problem there. I kind of feel like that was the point where this episode fell over because yeah. it just became, he says something completely expositional to the camera in Maggie's bow that he has a nose there, which is then yeah. Marge watches the video for it. So like he's actually saying it directly to her. Then he goes to Mo, who's heartbroken because the little person's broken up with him, gives a succinct two-line sentence about why he should be okay with being brokenhearted because it means he can be loved and he'll be loved again. Yeah. And then Mo like goes, oh yeah, he's right. I actually kind of liked that resolution that Mo felt good at the end about this, though. That's a good way to get it. I just think I feel like in Homer's storyline, or rather Maggie's storyline, they yeah. resolve the wrong problem. Yeah, like it should have been about Maggie being bullied and Homer, you know, bonding with her. Instead, it was just kind of like, oh, and Homer's not a terrible parent after all. It's like. That wasn't the problem we were having. Yeah, and I think I mean it was, but that was, wasn't the problem yeah. that was resolved. The problem that resolved was. Marge was worried that Homer was not taking care of Maggie. Yeah. And then he she discovers that he really deep down loves Maggie and is glad that he has her. But he's still a neglectful parent yeah. and didn't look after her at all. And the bits of the tape that she saw were the bits that were redeeming. And yes. she didn't watch any not of the, the bits neglectful where bits. there was... Yeah, the tape that was rolling when she went out on the double date with Mai and Mo, has, that started with the Warriors clinking bottles. Mm -hmm. Who knows where that fucking ended? Yeah, and also Homer goes, all right, Maggie, I'm going to leave you here. I'll see you when the moon comes up. Oh, yeah. so that was a long time. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of bottle clinking. Oh, poor Maggie. So, yeah, it's sticking points like that that kind of ruin an yeah. otherwise good episode to me. Because, yeah, for the most part, I was having fun, but yeah. Because, yeah, the storyline moment that sticks out to me is just how strong it was when Mo was dating Maya and how they sort of managed to dance around his uh, slip of the tongues and putting his foot in his mouth at times, you know. Oh, I got to get the car seat. Car seat? Yeah, I took it out to save on gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's good. a lot of good stuff. And I quite, I really did like their, like their dating montage and how it kind of all went swimmingly, which is why it was such a poor effort. Like the conflict that they have where she makes a joke about yeah, he asked her to marry her, and she's like, are you sure you want me to be your little woman? Yeah. So she tells the first joke, and then Mo tells, like, three, and then she's like, I'm angry at you now. 
Yeah. yeah. Wait, the, what? <laughs> especially, and then when, he, when Mo's going to go and have turn yourself into a little person surgery, she's like, don't do this. And he's like, oh, I love you. I see you in all the planets, in the moon and puddles in the barfly's eye. You mean everything to me. You're beautiful. And she goes, well, I want someone who doesn't see me as short. I want someone who sees me as beautiful. And like, but that's just what he said. Yeah. And he d- he's not trying to be short to make himself feel better. He's trying to be short so that you and him match because mm. that's what he thinks the problem is. Yeah. So he's kind of misdiagnosed the problem, but yeah, he's still well-intentioned. He's, he's going to ridiculous yeah. lengths to fix the wrong problem. Yes. Yeah, he went to Dr. Nick for this. you got to be desperate <laughs> to go to Dr. Nick. Yeah, who accidentally changed the wrong person into a little person rather than a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but, and poor Mr. Largo. <laughs> he wanted to look like Julie Newmar, who I believe is 1960s Catwoman. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just know from that terrible movie that came out after Priscilla that had Wesley Snipes in it. There was a Blade? cross-dressing movie called Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. What? Yeah. I never saw it, but I saw the trailers for it. I'm like, I don't know what this piece of shit is. I'm going to Google this, because yeah. that's a crazy title. Yeah, and I think it was, it was like, it had five, if I remember, like B-plus grade celebrities who were all in drag. And from what I saw in the trailers, it looked like it was basically just trying to capitalize on the previous success of Priscilla. Oh, right. So it was like a year or two years after that, but it was the Hollywood version. Sure. I don't know if anyone, <laughs> anyone saw it. Yeah, well, you nailed the name. Once again for the... Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Numa. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 92% like this film on Google. 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. 6.4 IMDb. Fucks up with the Google crowd. <laughs> yeah, 92% versus 37 I guess no one else on the planet knew this existed other than its own fans. Is there a synopsis? Read the synopsis. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Numa. And I have to say that because it's thanks for everything, exclamation point, Julie Numa. Uh, it's one of those panic. Panic at the disco things. Is a 1995 American comedy film starring Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John Leguizamo. Leguiz- I can never get that right. John Leguizamo, the yep. best. Luigi. As uh, three New York City drag queens who embark on a road trip. Its title refers to iconic autobiography signed by Julie Newmar that they carry with them on their journey. Huh. So she's, I don't know if she's actually in it. Nope, she's not in it. Fucking weird as fuck. That's going to be the weirdest movie I'm going to watch this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm endlessly curious. So play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Uh, at least the once, perhaps the twance. <laughs> you, Phil? And as always, never. Never. Yeah, so season 20 was fast tracked to DVD in 2009. So yeah, I've actually seen this episode probably 10, maybe 20 times. It's one of my uh, more favorite episodes from the 20th season, which overall isn't bad. But ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Like a weak one, I'll say. Because yeah. Yeah, characters all make sense. But just, yeah, that resolution where it kind of doesn't know what it wants to be after a certain point. Its setup was quite good. And then, yeah, it just didn't, just petered out and didn't know where to take itself. Yeah, I think it was kind of wanted to be an episode of Full House and not an episode of The Simpsons by the end of it. But I think it started, yeah, yeah like the first half was really good. Mm. And I couldn't remember if we were in the version of this podcast where we start with a good one and end with a bad one, <laughs> or start with a bad one and end with a good one. And I was like, wait, is this the good one? We start with the newest. Oh, we start with the newest. Yeah. See, it's full of surprises, this mm-hmm. place. Because, yeah, the next episode we're going to do, oh, that is such a downgrade from this one. Ooh, I'm like looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the integrity of this one, yeah, Homer's definitely on the worser side. He's more yeah. on the jerk-ass side in this one. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Mo in this episode. Like I said before, they were really playing well with him almost putting his foot in his mouth, which I think that's the best Mo rather than the whole intentional creepy rapist Mo. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sure. And there's a lot of stuff that he had, like his just off-the-cuff gags, were actually were really good. Like I love one 
where you just cut to them and they're waiting to be seated at Luigi's. Yeah. And you just come into Mo going, and so I decided to save 300 bucks on a new sign and just change my name to Mo. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, I want to know the rest of that story. Yeah. because And that's what makes like good one-off lines. We're like, what? Like, it's yeah. funny. And it then asks questions of the story that you've just heard. Absolutely. Yeah. Or that, you know, he has nice feelings doesn't know how to explain them like it's like ah oh, we had such a great time it's like my heart wants to do what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh you're so close you gargoyle <laughs> yeah but i think that's good because it, yeah it shows him as not being a bad person he just doesn't articulate it well yeah and i think actually that's where the integrity of this episode is a bit lost it um fuck what did you just say uh, the opposite of that. <laughs> no, I said, okay, I said, you know, he, he means well. He just lacks the... In- he's not able to articulate himself. Right. That's my problem with this episode. It lacked the articulation mm. of, of yeah, the older era. It's get- super ironic that you forgot how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. got that's got to be left in the episode now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another thing is, like, I know the Simpsons need to, like, reset to zero after every show, but... Mm. This is actually kind of one where I'm like, no, introduce her as a new character. You know, this wasn't a guest voice. This was just one of the core right. core voice casts. There were no guest stars in this episode. I don't think there was any reason that they had to get rid of Maya. Yeah, they could have kept her as kind of an on-again, off-again kind of thing. Couldn't have been just like for a season or like yeah. Yeah. a few. Do they do many episodes where they run like a new character across multiple episodes? Well, now they've had comic book guy married to Kamiko for the last five seasons yeah so how about some of the wacky moments of this episode there were some there was two wacky moments i didn't like the yeah. one was not super wacky but when mo's getting ready for the date he like straightens his tie puts his head under a beer tap washes his hair with beer mm. picks the pickled dollies up i think i can't know, I don't know what he did. yeah rinsed his hair into the pickled yeah and then went over to the peppermint snaps and then put them on his armpits and i was thinking if they just did, I get it ready for my date, and he got the peppermint snaps and put it on his armpits, that's a funny gag. Yeah, I the totally beer tap agree. made no sense. The beer yeah. tap was ridiculous. Like, not even, especially the person who's paying for the beer is going to wash their hair in beer. It's and then stupid. ruin good brine by putting beer yeah. in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the schnapps, I thought it was pretty good. I thought he was yeah. going to rinse his mouth with it, but no, underarms. Underarms is fine. And it, that kind of plays into how Mo has been in the past. And, yeah. like, and it would be like, in a weird way, there's a certain logic to it. Definitely. Like a super failed logic, but at least it smells good. It tastes snappy. I mean, minty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the hair thing was dumb. I think the better gag would have... Uh, but he, And he also yeah. uses like pool chalk as talcum powder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there were better places to take that, yeah. I just think it was one of those things where they did four, they should have done one. Yeah. And it would have been just a, a quick gag that you... Went, oh, and did you see this bit, rather than were belaboring this point. Yeah, because yeah. that's um, what I like liked about the Maggie on the billiards table thing. Yeah, it was stupid. She was doing the whole go for hole, you know, coming up one hole, going yeah. down one hole, coming up another. But, I like the beginning where, yeah, she sits on it and just kind of scoots around with the yeah, part of the like, like a makeshift Oh, yeah, she's like rowing. That was cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, there were a couple of background gags like that, like also when they're on the double date at the carnival, and they're yeah. playing the water squirty gun fill up the clown balloon and Homer just starts drinking and his head starts filling up in the background. See, that was going to be my other one that I didn't like. Oh, you didn't like that yeah, one? No, like, it makes me wonder what the hell's Homer's head mate is yeah, made cause of. Yeah, because I'm kind of going, it's fine like for him to be drinking the water out of the water gun because yeah. that seems like Homer. But then his head's expanding. I'm like, well, if you're going to show me something expanding comically, I'm going to want to see it explode. <laughs> not just cut away to a different scene and his head's oh, not my expanding. My head's normal now. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's kind of like, it's not a great gag in my opinion. No. So it's kind of like a, a non-funny gag that they just left halfway through the gag. 
Like yeah. if he'd stopped and it came shooting at his nose, maybe. Sure. <laughs> maybe. But, but yeah, something's up with Homer's inner workings if mm-hmm. um, his throat is somehow connected yeah. to his brain. If when you drink water, your head expands, see your doctor. Uh, so yeah, that other wacky bit, yeah, Mr. Largo's a little person now, apparently. Yep. Or he wanted to be a woman, so. Yeah. Julie Newmar specifically. <laughs> I want to see that episode. I do not. <laughs> I want to see The Simpsons uh, really put their foot in a, in a transgender episode. Just try a whole That's new thing. not going to end well. But they know. have to explain to middle America what transgender is yeah. and different uh, gender identifications. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be Lisa who's going to be shouting complicated things. Yep. yep. And then she's going to call Homer sis, and then that's going to be a whole half episode of someone going, she called me a sissy. I'm going to beat her up. No, she called you sis. What? I thought her sister. And then like yeah. someone pull a chalkboard from off screen and be like, yeah. <laughs> one mono equals one, and male <laughs> equals rail. Yeah. Um, any other wacky moments? Uh, and a character that I don't usually love, but I really love this use of it, was when Mo's doing internet dating in the library. Yeah. And he says to her, how do I know that you're not some creepy guy in a public library? And she says, I'm not, or whatever she says. Yeah. Are you? (laughs) Yeah, are you? And he goes, don't worry, there's a much creepier guy next to me. And it pans out, and it's the the crazy cat lady's next to him. He's like, you know I'm not a guy. We shared a cat together. And then she just goes, and here is its babies, and just starts throwing (laughs) them at me. Usually, I don't find that funny, but in this case, I did laugh. Yeah. Uh, Maggie being looked after by Santa's little helper. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Adorable, but wacky. <laughs> I think maybe the whole diaper change was a bit a step too much. Yeah, but I like when he brings her a bottle later and she yeah. gives him a kiss. He's like, not even heated up, stupid dog. <laughs> Typical dog. But yeah, when Homer's like, who's your daddy? Come on, Maggie, who's your daddy? She goes straight to the dog, gives it a little hug. Then, yeah, he takes her out for a walk with yeah. all the other dogs. Yeah, yeah. you got to admit, he's, he's good with her. Yeah. I do like that they kind of paid that gag off later yeah. on by showing how how good the dog was with yeah. Maggie. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I did really like when I wrote Baby Curly, but it's Baby... Kearney. Kearney is coming to beat up Maggie. And he's, he's like, steps out of the crowd and they all part for him. And he steps up and he flexes and he cracks his neck one way, cracks his neck the other way, and then strains and does what's obviously a poop. <laughs> it looked like it was pretty satisfying to yeah. him. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, well played. I guess that's got to be Kearney's like second kid as well, because we've seen his other kid who's old enough to talk. So That sleeps in a drawer. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Money he must spend on dog collars. Oh, man. Yeah. He doesn't even have a job yet. He's still... And in elementary school. (laughs) (laughs) It's a complicated life. Yeah, definitely. So how about the heart moments of this episode? Yeah, a big romantic story with Mo. Like, I don't like how it ended, but I liked the resolution that they hit with Mo actually feeling good about it. And, you know, saying, how could a little woman make me feel so big? Yeah, that was nice. It was maybe not entirely earned, but the the line was good. Yeah, Yeah, the line was good. I felt like they just went, like, they went sentimental to 100 Mm. and kind of forgot what the rest of the episode was about to an yeah. extent. Yeah. You're right. It was nice to see Mo that wasn't creepy Mo or try and hang yourself twice in an episode Mo. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he did come close to putting his foot in his mouth at a couple of times, but he was mostly sensitive to her needs. You know, when he first saw her, you, taking but, down the dwarf tossing poster. <laughs> and throwing the... out his copy of Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> Which is canonical now. He, he was reading that at the... Uh, he, pro- yeah, he must really love that book. They were Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> I have something in my eye. Yeah, what were some of the other sweet Maya Mo moments? Maya Mo moments. Takes it a third base point. I mean, wow, first date, guys. And yeah, he is concerned about 
the implications of introducing her to his bar flies. Yeah, I do like the thought dream bubble where they're kind of scooting her around in the uh, the mop bucket. And they're like, yep, this is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, she kind of looked like she was having yeah, fun. Yeah, that was the other thing. Until she got run over by a car. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there was another good bit of heart moment as well where Maya was fucking with him a little and she just goes completely still while he was mid-sentence. And he's like, well, whether you turn into a doll, just, <laughs> I do that to freak people out. That really feeds into the problem at the end. Yeah, though. answer me this. Was that the same moment? No, that was before they went on the Simpsons date, wasn't it? Yes. It wasn't the same. It was the the first time he went to our house. Because he goes, yeah, we'll go hang out with Marge and Homer. She's a stand-up dame and he's a fall-down drunk. Right. If that was at the same moment where she gets mad at being referred to as little jokes. But it it does establish that she tells a lot of those jokes as well. Yeah, that she's okay with them. Especially like, look, I'm not just a little person. I'm also a creepy doll. Mm. Yeah. Like, she she led that charge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I wrote it down. Earlier, well, I wrote it down. We watched it, mm. but the conflict is pretty, pretty weak. Yeah, yeah, and especially because before she took the whole Mo thinking she lived in a tree briefly thing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. actually, there's quite there's a reasonable amount of reasons that Mo would think this is fine, and yeah. then he didn't go, and he didn't even say, which I kind of expect him to go. Ah, oh, I've been holding on to these for months now. Now I can let go of all my mid- uh, little people jokes. <laughs> but he went, ah, oh, I'm hogging all the good ones. You go have have a shot. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. it's, it's my big problem with the conflict. Yeah, so she kind of establishes that no, those jokes are fine. Yeah, and then, and then also if he's going to the point where he's proposing to her, the argument isn't I don't want someone who sees me as short. I want someone who loves me. He obviously does, mm. but you're short. Yeah, you like you have to know that you're seen as short, even if someone sees you for who you are. Well, there's the other thing. It's like she doesn't even say I want someone who sees me for who I am. It's I want someone who sees me as beautiful. It's like he does. He said that multiple occasions. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's yeah it's, it seems like the front half and the back half of this is written by two different teams. Yeah. <laughs> it was written by Elliot. It yeah, was he, written by John Frink, who I think you recently put on your shit list. Oh, I did too. He wrote a shit fucking episode. <laughs> is that who <laughs> Professor Frink's name yeah. after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's he's written some good ones, but also he wrote that horrible Sideshow Bob episode oh, the other God week. Yeah, that was terrible. The Italy one? Uh, no, it was... Fuck, I don't even remember what happened. Bart gets lost in an old abandoned missile silo uh, and then yeah. Sideshow Bob finds him, but all everything that happens is bullshit. <laughs> it's just, it's really, really boring. Uh, yeah. Oh, good good to know. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah. All right. I mean, I feel like I'm not going to get anything new from it, but if it's on, you know. Yeah. I reckon I'd watch it until the second egg break. Yeah. Yeah. Or even the second ad break and not the second egg break. <laughs> no, that's when you go for your second egg break. Oh, in the second, second act break. Yeah, you, you have a break, get some eggs. Yeah, I'd w- <laughs> watch it again. What playlist does this belong in? Uh, Mo Dating. Mo Dating, definitely. And Mo Centric episodes. Maggie Adventures. This was a little adventure for Maggie. Yeah, put that with the other daycare one. Yeah, the a lot of her escape. adventure was as a viewed from a window. It was, yeah. It was rear window adventures. Oh, yep. That sounds like a porn. <laughs> Hidden camera episodes. A porn directed by... Um, Lars von Trier. Uh, God damn it, what's his fucking name? The Warriors what? guy. Fuck Erlson. Stupid. Taika Waititi. No. The- <laughs> Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> You're so of the moment, Elliot. A, por- a, porn as- a porno as directed by Hitchcock. Oh. Ah. Ah. <laughs> you went for like the fact. Rather than just making up a name. Yeah. Right. But then I got Hitchcock and I got stuck on like a different director's name. I got oh. stuck on Cubic for some reason. <laughs> also, we were cock in there. It was going to be the perfect pun. Yeah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, other episodes. Oh, it could uh, be like Homer's a Bad Dad yep. type of theme. Was there, apart from Bart playing the bongos and Lisa saying two things, 
That was they a quota for the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Line quota. Trips to Luigi's. Oh, def- this was a good Luigi appearance. Yeah, she's like, ah, oh, Mo, table for one, facing the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so beautiful, but why is she so far away? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was actually funny. I do like that there's a lot of, a lot of the short jokes were, mm. you know, subtly blended. Like, that's really yeah. good. And it was interesting that no character in the entire show made comment or mention of her mm. being a little person. No, yeah. Other than misunderstandings, like, why are you so far away? Yeah, but nobody's like, but there wasn't, yeah, no, there was no one, like, making fun of her or making fun of Mo or... Yeah, anything. it was no, like, guess who's coming to do in a kind of scenario. And, like, mm. even uh, there was an all right gag where Homer comes in when they go to their place for the date. Yeah. He's like, I have a mechanical question Might that be I inappropriate. need to ask <laughs> while the kids aren't here. And he's kind of, like, sizing things short and tall with his hands. Mm. And, and you think you're going to go, how does the sexy times work with yeah. these two? But he does then ask how nuclear power plants work. <laughs> Homer, of all people. <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of thought that I thought that was all right. But then, because Mo being Mo never says, I bring my new girlfriend over, just let you know yeah. Yeah. she's a little person. So you're not completely taken by surprise mm. when you open the door. Yeah. But then Homer's just like, yeah, fine. And nobody said anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. I really wish she then became a reoccurring character after this. Yeah, it does seem like a shame. Why not? And, and honestly, that's all I'd like to say on the what would I change about this episode. Um, yeah, I would have I would have given them some conflict with that at the end, but then just something where Mo goes, "Look, you have to work with me here." You know, I haven't actually really dated anyone in the in the past, and certainly not at the point to get married. It's just, come on, give Mo a break. Yeah. He's not being a creepy rapist for once. Yeah, he's doing really up. well. He's <laughs> yeah. not planning to burn down his bar for insurance money. <laughs> he didn't ask you to go find corpses for the insurance. <laughs> this is way better than the time he dated, uh, what's her face? Helen Hunt. Yeah, we are. What would you change about the episode, BT? Just fix up that back end. It's really a shame that it kind of falls apart there, because that's where everything just kind of peters out and stops, and the conflict isn't any good. And Yeah. And it's a... Episode without not a lot of laugh out loud moments, but yeah, just the jokes in passing are quite good. Like, uh, because the phone is like Mo's rat free tavern. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not good. it's not a side splitter, but it's funny. Yeah, there were a lot of ha yeah. moments or, in this uh, episode. Other bit I'd like was like, oh Maggie, you want to go play in the park, and Daddy will watch you from the bar. And she's like, she smiles. He goes, nah, I'm here first, enable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment too. Um, how about you, Phil? What would you change about this episode? Yeah, I think the whole back end. I, mean, I just feel like they pushed really hard on the sentimentality of it and forgot the story and forgot yeah. Yeah. Or even, anything else. Even have Mo pushing, like, kind of accidentally stepping into these jokes every now and then, have Maya laugh them off, but she does eventually say that, no, these are actually really bothering me. You don't seem to be able to, you don't seem to get that. Yeah, yeah it could be. Because yeah. Yeah, the fact that she told all of those jokes really made it weird that she was then very angry at about it all of a sudden. Yeah, and it was also very sudden, like, if someone's going to marry you, they obviously don't just see you as your short statured person, mm. which yeah. is kind of ridiculous to start with. And I also didn't, I really didn't like Homer coming in and giving succinct practical advice to Mo at the end. It did feel out of place. When I've never heard him do that before. The only time anyone's given good advice in that bar is when Barney did it and he did it off a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> so how Homer walks in, says two lines that are perfect and then walks out. Yeah, especially when, like you said, his story didn't come to a good resolution where he was the good guy at all. Really. Yeah, like, and he doesn't even know that Marge was angry at him or suspicious yeah, yeah. of him. And also, he's not the reason things were good in the end. It was The reason things were good was because Maggie stood up to a bully that was a wacky moment, <laughs> yeah. put a bucket on his head, hit him multiple times with a seesaw, and then started filling his mouth up with sand. I did like that. that was <laughs> it was an excellent sequence. 
But also, it's just you can solve all your problems with violence. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Like, this doesn't work out. What's, how's this going to work next time? Is They should have gone back, and then now Maggie is the new Merle, whatever, <laughs> whatever her name is. That's his new top dog. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, conflict. Yeah, well, that's maybe a whole, maybe then she demands to go to daycare slash free park because she's now king shit. Yeah, and Homer's hooked on beer, but she's hooked on power. power. Yeah. yeah, and maybe she starts a small ring of unsuspecting pickpockets. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just Oliver Twist. I mean, pretty much, but they're not orphans. That's the twist. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, I want to see more of that idea. Yes. More? You want more? <laughs> Sorry, that was... That That's was, the same thing, isn't it? It's actually yeah. too good for me to get. <laughs> I know. I was... <laughs> BT, any other notes? I mean, they make another Alice of Wonderland reference when uh, Mo yeah. calls out, oh, Frabulous Day, Kalukale, yeah. which Mr. Burns has done before. So. A few times Mr. Burns has done yeah. before. It's Yeah, they've got an interesting obsession with this phrase. Just that phrase, none of the rest of the book, just yeah. that bit. Playlist. I guess, yeah. And other notes? Uh, no, that has me done. We've, we've covered this. That is all your notes. Phil? Uh, the only one I've got that we haven't gone across is when Mo stumbles upon his mistake and notices that he's messed up with Maya, he goes, oh, I really screwed up on this one. How long do you people remember things for? <laughs> <laughs> that was like the most offensive thing that he said. Yeah. Because the other one is like, oh, and when we dance, we can dance on the heather pin. Oh, and then we can drink champagne out of an acorn. Yeah. I mean, look, but they're not. This wasn't saying you can. It's like we can. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't think it. Yeah. In the, as far as offensive as you could be towards a little person. I, I think was, we've done worse on this podcast. I think we've I've done worse yeah. by accident. <laughs> yeah, because she was on board for when he said, "Oh, we'll just have a small wedding." And, yeah, and you know when they first met, uh, uh, another part that I liked was, "Oh, I didn't know you were a little person." Oh, sorry, that's the wrong term. And she's like, "No, no, little person's fine." She, he's like, "Ha look at me being polite." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thought that was really good. Uh, any other notes, Phil? No, I think that's everything I've got. Other than that, I just want to address my note that was. Basically, I really enjoyed how they did the internet dating thing. Yeah, that scene with Mo and the computer, I felt it dragged a little too long, but also I don't know what you cut from it because it was all pretty solid. Yeah, Mm. but at the same time, I think the hockey stuff at the very beginning went on way too long. Yeah. Like, to be something that barely registers in anything else. Yeah, true. Yeah. I even forgot that happened. So. Yeah. There, there were some fun gags with them withholding the score. Like, you know, just one final note about the score of this game. It's already in the books. Good night, everybody. Yeah. And then, yeah, Homer slamming his computer. I wish there was another way to find out the <laughs> score. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't bad. Yeah, but I think it was just by that point, we're like, come on, let, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Time for my final rapid note time. Speedy. Speedy rapid fire note time. It's so fast. I hated the bit how... Homer goes, uh, look, Marge, I'm taking Muggsy for a walk. You, know, you mean Maggie? No, you know, she's not Naggy. Uh. Yeah, it's a bit much. And also, I hated Barney going, I taught you your ABCs, ABPK. Uh. Yeah, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. And predictable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and speaking of predictable, the knock-knock joke. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. he didn't even set that up right. I know. He meant to repeat banana several times. Yeah. yeah. And then say orange. Let's do it. Knock-knock. Who's there? Banana. I understood. <laughs> knock, knock. Hello. Banana. Thank you. Knock, knock. Is it a banana? Orange. Wait. Who's there? Say it there. <laughs> who's there? Orange. <laughs> Orange who? <laughs> this isn't as funny as I'm finding it. <laughs> That's a confusing name, but all right, Mr. Orange, this is as funny as I'm finding it. Uh, get off my lawn. I'm sorry. Uh, there was apparently acid in our food. <laughs> 
in here for only. It's just gotten very hot in here. There's no oxygen. That's true. That's uh, what happens on acid. Speedy note time. Dast I click this JPEG? No, I dasn't. Yes, I dast. One yeah, bad. that was very long. Cut that. Yeah? Oh, I thought I liked that because, you know, shining a little mirror on the weird way Mo talks, like when I'm in love with yous and she goes, oh, me's? Like, yeah, yous. Yeah, that was cute. You can't see a person who says yous and then also be a person who says decent. <laughs> it's a weird like, mix. They're two yeah. opposite ends of the that spectrum. English enunciation spectrum. What do you guys think of the limericks gag? Yeah, there are better ways to show Homer's dumb. It was yeah. okay. I like that they kind of are still true to what the limerick was, but he just yeah. overdid it. But maybe I just uh, didn't like that they explained. Oh, it's a a b b a. Don't you know? And it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of other things you could have made Homer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, made fun of Homer for being dumbass. Yeah, and we know he's good at music, so that's true. Yeah. Wow, all my speedy notes are actually notes I hated, like the Chinese guy um, that Mo was stealing ESPN from. I just didn't need to be there. Yeah. But my final note was Mo mentions that he keeps all of his Netflix, and this was from back in the day yeah. before Netflix was a streaming service. Because mm, yeah. now their mail home DVD service is being called QuickFlix for a number of years. And do you know what I said at the time that they announced this split? Well, that's the end of Netflix. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you fool. You thought Netflix would... Go under. Well, yeah, because back in the day, I was a share trader and I, I kept an eye on Netflix because they were always trying to make the bid to get into Australia mm-hmm. and their share price took a massive dump when they announced that they were splitting from oh, really? Netflix and quick. Yeah, obviously now things are doing pretty okay for them. Good old Netflix. Yeah. All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant. But for the good rankings, you got bronze. That's good. Silver, that's great. Excellent for gold. And for the best, of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Oh, oh, I wish I had a silver in me, but there's just too much theoretical evidence that it's not a silver. I do have a lot of fun with this episode, though, and I'll probably return to it again, even though I'm giving it a bronze ranking. BT, what do you reckon? I'm much the same way. About halfway through, I'm like, this is probably going to land a silver. I'm, I'm really quite enjoying this one. And, uh, you know, even though there wasn't a lot of great jokes, it was still, you know, a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, the characters were all doing really well. Uh, momentum was nice. But then, yeah, the midway half second act to third act just flat and, yeah, down to a bronze, unfortunately. Yep. All right, Phil, finish us off. I'm going to round it off with a bronze as well. I think first half was a silver, but, mm. yeah, then it just started to annoy me more. Yeah, which really just hurts a lot more, the fact that it nearly made it. Much like Mo proposing to you. It promises so much <laughs> and then screws it up right when it tries to get the ring on your finger. That's beautiful, What a metaphor. (laughs) All right, well, this will be a unanimous bronze, and it'll be joining other unanimous bronzes like Gone Maggie Gone, also from season 20, Chief of Hearts, when Homer and Chief Wiggum become best friends, The Great Simpsina, when Lisa becomes a magician, and from the earlier seasons, Homer's Night Out, when he gets busted Mm -hmm. with that picture of him with the stripper, when you dish upon a star, take my wife's sleaze, which we done together. Home of the Mo, which we also done together. Yeah, that feels very right for this episode. Yeah, it's about there. Some of those ones were just like, Homer and Chief, we can become best friends. I'm like, oh, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's a surprisingly good. Actually, I think that episode has a lot of the same problems that this one has. Yeah, well, knowing that it's a unanimous bronze, yeah. maybe I don't want to but see it. But it certainly has some strengths and just loses it. Yeah. yeah. Final segment before we move on is... Is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Yes or no? 
<laughs> so Robert Canning of IGN gave this episode a 7.6 out of 10. God, mm. IGN are soft touches. <laughs> yeah, I want Robert Canning to come and rate all my things. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit high. Not that it's far. Not, it's not too far off, to be fair, but, you know, still pretty high. I scale a 10. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like a bronze would be round about a, I don't know, like a like a five-ish. Yeah, five to six, I'd say a bronze. Yeah, so a seven. It's not absurdly high. But not, not out of the way, but... Yeah. And also, Hank Azaria was nominated for an Enemy Award for voiceover performance uh, for this episode. Is an Enemy Award? Whoops. <laughs> I was going to say, is there a new, is a new Razzie called an Enemy? <laughs> because... I kind of like it, yeah. yeah. The Razzie version for TV, Enemies. Yep. <laughs> Hank Azaria was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for his voiceover performance in this episode. Did I say M&E again? You no, didn't. you didn't write that time. <laughs> but he lost to fellow Simpsons cast member Dan Castellaneta for Father Knows Worst. Oh, wow. And then bore their bitter rivalry. <laughs> I think Father Knows Worst is a bad episode, too. All right, guys. Now it's time for us to move on to the teens era, where we are going to be watching Crook and Ladder. Will we be back? I hope so. Oh, you're supposed to say do, we'll be back. Do nothing to uh, find out. <laughs> Just continue doing whatever it is you're doing. Don't touch any of those buttons unless you're flying a plane and need to. <laughs> or a car. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode for the evening. This was Season 18, Episode 19, Crook and Ladder. This was directed by Lance Kramer, written by Bill Odenkirk, first released in May of 2007. In this episode, Marge throws away Maggie's pacifier, so she starts destroying the house, and this somehow leads into Homer becoming a volunteer fireman with Mo, Apu, and Skinner, and then they start lifting stuff and claiming they are smoke-damaged merchandise. Guys, what do you think? I thought it was all right. I was expecting much worse, but I didn't think much of it. I actually hyped this up uh, to be a lot worse than... You told me it was bad. I I had my knives out. I'm I'm disappointed. I I thought this was going to be a knives episode. I don't know. Maybe it will get down that bad. But this was an episode of some highs, but a lot of lows. Yeah, I mean, there's some jokes in passing that I like, but the plot is just a mess. Yeah, yeah. so what we are talking about before where Any Tina Maya Mo was actually a pretty smoothly flowing story, this one took a lot of left turns. Mm. Yeah, it takes the whole till the first act break to even get to your your main plot. Yeah, yeah but, and also there was only really one plot. Like, there's only one A story. Yeah. There's nothing else going on. Yeah, but it's, it's an A story that tries to be so many different things and it doesn't quite achieve its goal of being any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have any grand hatred for this one like it took a long it was very slow getting mm. to the main story like yeah. the whole maggie gets a pacifier taken away because marge reads smother mother magazine mm, smothering mother yeah yeah it's like a clickbait facebook type magazine magazine now and that was okay and then maggie literally destroying the house because she can't be consoled yeah mm. Yeah, it was okay. Not great, but that went for probably too long. Yeah. And then because Maggie can't be consoled and she's crying, Homer gets insomnia, takes drugs that then makes him a nighttime zombie where he does weird things at night. Oh, yeah, there was that as well. That was an, Nappy, okay, an yeah. okay presence, but... Nappian, yeah. Yeah, not great. I think, yeah, I think again it went too long. I think yeah. what I, my guess is they had the idea for the fire department thing, 
and it turned out to be 12 minutes worth of material. Yeah. And then they need... Because it felt like it was a short episode anyhow. Mm. Well, yeah, around this area as well, this is when they've sort of shortened the length of the episodes around the mid to late teens era to make room for more commercials. So, yeah, some episodes were just clocking in at, like, 20 minutes, some 19. Like, you know, it was a short episode because they also had the long intro sequence with Mm -hmm. a pretty long couch gag as well, which was kind of bad but anyway for better or worse moment from the story i'm gonna say that stood out to me was how quickly they did drop the maggie pacifier thing yeah because it caused conflict then they immediately seek resolution dog gives her the squeaky toy and then it just doesn't come up again and then yeah in later scenes she just has the pacifier and it's like oh so we forgot that yeah yeah there would be an easy resolution to go the next day we've got the right pacifier or when you see her again at the end of the episode she's still got the squeaky toy or maybe it's still a point of conflict being peppered throughout the episode and then homer gets a smoke damaged one for her or a smoke damaged one uh listeners you can't see he's air quoting oh, oh I yeah think they could see that with the yeah the inflection <laughs> i just uh, like it was like pickle out. rick i hope my lack of arms doesn't <laughs> ruin the fact that i was doing air quotes then it's not like the worst sin this episode commits of forgetting the Maggie Pacifier story because yeah. it is just sort of like a means to an end. But it just soaked up so much time in the beginning that it feels like it was more important. Yeah. Like the fact that they try to get a bunch of different pacifiers, she doesn't like any of those, so the dog gives her a squeaky toy and then it's squeaking all night and that's keeping Homer awake. Just have her crying, that's going to keep Homer awake. Yeah. And, you know, Marge can do the whole, no, Homer, you need to sleep, you have to work, I'll look after. And that's why he's not looking after her directly, but he's still tired. Totally. And that's that's enough. Oh, and by the way, yeah, secret theme between these episodes, Santa's little helper being a good caretaker for Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> good boy. Good boy. Who's a good legal guardian? <laughs> <laughs> now sign this permission slip. <laughs> All right, BT, what about you? What is a moment from this episode that stood out to you? I was going to talk about how he bounced around plot lines for a while before we landed, so we've kind of already covered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somehow Maggie's pacifier leads to the Nappian thing, which is... Yeah, which had some quick bits I did like, which is like, um, Nappian soothes your awakagens. Yeah. <laughs> so, things like that. May cause elbow stink. <laughs> yeah, the the ad itself wasn't too bad. And yeah, it's ca- very reminiscent of American drug ads. Yeah, if they were going full accurate, though, yeah, one oh, minute yeah. one minute of... Uh, Side effects. Thank and, you, yeah. Yeah, those, those are, I mean, good, but also weird. <laughs> I do like in the drug ad, the pigeon flies through the dream bubble that the guy's having, lands on his face, and poops the pill into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so the the, the pigeon of sleep. Yeah. yeah, but I think, well, I got the feeling that in that first act, when they're setting up all the stuff to then set up the setup, to then set mm. up the setup for yeah. the story, everything was two beats too long. Yeah. Like watching the guy, is he counting sheep? And there's one sheep that jumps over, has got mortgage written on it. And then one, hated one, one, that's, one like that's got like car troubles. Or, and secret yeah. family. That was. Yeah. But there was like five. There doesn't need to be. Yeah, three is your, your comedy. Even then, two, because they weren't really funny. Mortgage. No. Yeah. You take the piece out of stuff. Secret family could have been that and be. Done. Yeah, two and done. And then who's done all this weird stuff in their house at the night time? It was like, oh, there's five weird things. And one, somebody made an entire domino set out of all the VHS cassette tapes. But if that was me, I'd be wearing my domino set up knee pads. Yeah. Fucking hated I this. I am. And yeah. yeah, the domino ended as well with Homer making the VHS tapes into a face of him with Matt Groening written at the bottom. It's just, ugh. <laughs> I didn't hate that. It was a mm. bit... Because it wasn't it like was heavily clear, meta. But, yeah. yeah, you save that for like the couch gag joke where they see the yeah. little Matt Groening signature and that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so enough. Uh, enough. I want to point out a bit from the plot slash jokes. A bit where 
he's taking the pills and like, no, it can cause mood swings. And we've actually quoted oh. this. I never knew it came from this episode though. He's like, mood swings, mood swings, mood swings, mood swings. I'd forgotten. Way too long. Yeah. I yeah. could have gone for that joke if it just wasn't. You had t- enough time to get tired of it and say that that's enough. Yeah. It went on. That was like 30 seconds of him saying mood swings yeah. in different Cut ways. that down to seven seconds. <laughs> and I forgot this was in this episode. And this is a thing that we've come across a lot, especially mm. in the later era, is the Homer mood swings joke and where he will go through the extremes of mood. But I forgot there was one where he actually says mood swings. Well, uh, for as a genesis for that, I'm okay with it. it again, if it had been shorter, I'd, I'd have liked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I think if it's the first time that I'd seen Homer do a mood swings joke, I mean, maybe, but that was just poor. Yeah, it was just. It just seems like they were padding for time for mm. that, that whole. Yeah, section. I think I think that's a big problem with this one. Every single turn feels like it's padding for time. Yeah, every, everything's five seconds longer than it should be. Yeah. Because they needed to make seventeen more they're minutes. Like twenty whole minutes. Shit. Yeah, they're like we've made all the good jokes. Like I did love how Homer managed to take down the, the fire department by being zombie and. Nitrogen affected, <laughs> affected Nappy Homer. And not Ambien. Yeah, and he crashes into the fire department in such a weird way. And I was thinking, like, that's weird. Like, smashes in, knocks over a pot of chili, hits the fireman's pole, so it points to the side. Yeah, flies out of the car, gets his nose caught on the arm of the bell, which yeah. looked like it was one of the first times I've ever gone ah. Yeah, <laughs> since the bell. <laughs> that up. was a good gross visual, actually. I yeah. did. Yeah. Um, then all the firemen slide down the pole, which then shoots them into the the dog kennel section where covered all, in chili all the Dalmatians are yeah they're all covered in chili and then the dogs attack them yeah. like, I didn't I thought that was quite funny as a way to yeah. disable the fire department it's very Rue Goldberg slash yeah. Final uh, Destination yeah I, I, I had Rube Goldberg <laughs> yeah. right. and then I did love one of the best setup and reveals that I've seen in a long time was when they're Ken Bockman's going, and what will Springfield do now that we have no fire department? We asked this man, and it pans over to a guy in a burning house. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, how do you feel about not having any fire department? I, I really thought that was quite funny. Yeah, that was a bit, the but follow then, up. Yeah, and then he goes, I'm not as worried about that as I'm about these gays getting married. I'm like, well, that's a weird turn. Like, that was yeah. such a funny gag. Just then, leave it at that. Yeah, or just, what, what's your, it's like, well, it's a real concern, Kent. Yeah, it's <laughs> You right. know, having just miss the fact that he's in a burning building that's all right yeah Yeah, i think the goal of that joke was to make the audience hate this person so we didn't have to feel sorry that he was in a burning building but yeah the funny thing is that him being calm composed having an interview while he is uh in the second story of his burning house but also i do love that like you ask the person opinion of how they think about a thing that is immediately and directly affecting them at (laughs) that point in time yeah so i didn't mind how like homer disabled the fire department but then also that was just a cheap way to get him Working for the fire department, which should have seemed uh, counter to anyone who was organising who should be in charge uh, of it. Should also be uh, counter to anyone with a memory that knows of who already is a volunteer fireman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mo too, I think. Uh, yeah, Mo and Barney was there. What's, what are these axes for? Ah, chopping stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was that the moment from the story that stood out to you? Sorry? Oh, sorry. That was the gag that stood out to me. I think, yeah, there was a lot of story moments per se in this episode other than traveling from a to b there wasn't a lot of story story well it was traveling from a to b to c to d to d like because then yeah after they enlist in the fire department they have this whole thing about them lifting merchandise and it doesn't feel like they got properly resolved or even probably like that happened almost immediately yeah like they got free spaghetti they found out they don't get paid because they're volunteer firemen Mm -hmm. and then they just went from getting free spaghetti to just stealing things yeah and i think i think there was 
more to be built there. In you know, they really like the hero worship they're getting, and they're really kind of riding that high. And then Mister Burns stiffs them because, of course, he does. Yeah. So they almost had it, but they didn't. Yeah, just didn't quite land it. Enough. Yeah, they did try and escalate a little bit, but it just seemed like it was a very fast progression mm. from we've got this new job. Ah, oh, now yeah. now we're demanding payment from people. Yeah, and to me, there's no connection with. Homer, Apu, and Mo feeling bad for stealing stuff, and Homer saving Mo and Apu from the fire. Yeah, like that doesn't seem the way to resolve the issue of them stealing. No, absolutely not. And really, Homer only did it because he felt guilt from his kids, but he didn't really yeah. want to stop. And then the other two guys stopped because they got nearly died unconscious. Yeah, yeah that's so like, they that, didn't that's stop a, by choice. That says stealing in the middle of a burning building is dangerous. Not stealing from people whose house is on fire mm. is wrong. Yeah, so they stopped because of danger, not because of moral. Well, they were both incapacitated. Yeah, Mo literally wouldn't let go of a, a solid gold grandfather clock, mm-hmm. so he got stuck in the floor. And a poo. Wasn't even stealing. He made a joke about being reincarnated as a cat, which yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hate. I actually, then, I really liked that. It's <laughs> like uh, Maya playing the doll joke on Mo. I'd like to think a lot of Hindi people do this to yeah. people. I, I am cat now. And I love that he went, you've just been a pood. And also, I think Mo calls him a different name every single time. Yeah, he yeah. called him Naboo. Yeah. I heard that. I'm like, did I just hear that wrong? No, and then the cat wanders in and you're thinking, oh, okay, he already knows the name of the cat. And then, ah. Uh, no, it was confusing. Yeah, I think they were yeah going for a... He always gets people like Marge's name wrong and stuff. Yeah, Mitch. But I guess in this context, it just felt like he the actor got it wrong. Yeah. yeah. I felt like he was just being subtly racist. I think we just needed to see him get the name wrong to his face to establish it yeah. first. Yeah. Rather than it just being there. Because it just... It felt like it was the actor who got it wrong rather than the character. Yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you guys picked up on that because that was one where I was like, huh? Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Uh, I have a weird feeling I have seen it before, but I can't really remember, so I may have been drunk. Yep. Uh, how about you, Phil? Neither sober or drunk have I ever seen this. <laughs> I've actually only seen this twice before. Oh, my it's... God. Yeah, season... Only two behind you, which never happens. I know, right? <laughs> it's usually 40. <laughs> now, seasons like 16 to 19 were always like a weird spot for me because when they came out, this is sort of uh, when I was going to uni and these episodes weren't out on DVD or Foxtel or any of that. So I didn't really catch them uh, when they were airing, but I sort of caught them on repeats later on when I did get Foxtel and... Yeah, season 18 is sort of a weird season of ups and downs, and it's only just been recently released on DVD. Got to chuck that in for the first time tonight. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe this is the episode where this quote comes from, Oh, I have three kids and no money. Why can't I have no kids and three money? Because this is such a memed quote at this stage. Mm. They did the whole, like, Drake no yes meme with this, and that was a good one. And yeah, for an episode, I really find it hard to believe a lot of people would have seen. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, because I've seen that, but I haven't seen this episode. No, so. I looked it up uh, while we are watching the episode. This is definitely from this one and no others. Wow. Hmm. It's, it's, so, it's so fucking weird. Maybe it was like on a like trailer or a bumper or something. Maybe yeah. it's a Berenstein Bears effect. Yeah. Berenstein Bears effect? The Mandela effect. What? Oh, you haven't heard about this. No, what? Oh, get... Oh, strap take, yourself in. Take your headphones off because your brain's about to explode. I'll pull up a chair. <laughs> Thank God a- you're already sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the theory is that at some point in time, our universe merged with a parallel universe, and it stems from a lot of weird things that a lot of people do or seem to remember happening. It gets called the Mandela Effect because a lot of people swear up and down they uh, already thought Nelson Mandela was dead when he died. And it comes to other things like, uh, you remember Berenstain Bears? Yeah. It's written Berenstain Bears, but everyone pronounced it Berenstain. 
and other things as well. Uh, my personal one is Monopoly. Everyone plays it wrong. How is that humanly possible that everyone gets the rules for the same game wrong? <laughs> the things like you don't collect the money in the middle for landing on free parking, you just get free parking. You don't get yeah. money and stuff like that. There's a lot, lot of other rules that everyone does, but they're wrong and everyone just thinks they're rules. That's okay. Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just little things crop up. So yeah, the fact that seemingly everyone has seen this, but no one's seen this episode, mm. but they're all familiar with that bit is uh, maybe in a different universe. It was in a newer, better episode. Yeah. So, guys, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Again, it feels like a, a copy of one. You know, like it's, yeah, everything's kind of there, but it's just not put together right. It's like badly made IKEA furniture that still functions, but it's, you have parts left over. You're not what you're sure you're supposed to. Yeah, the whole stealing thing is on par for the integrity for but it just Mo and Homer, at least. It doesn't quite feel as earned. It doesn't feel yeah. as resolved. I guess Apu would go along with it, especially because he's got eight kids and everything, but they never sort of make the Yeah, and that would have been kind of justified if they'd thrown that line in there. Yeah. Just say, you know how much you have to pay for this stuff. Yeah, we also think like Apu owns a shop, mm. and he would know the other side of people stealing from Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. maybe if it was a thing where like people kept leaving the fire department because, yeah, Skinner would have gone down first because that was one of my big notes when this story started rolling out. Why in the world is Principal Skinner going along with this? Yeah, and why do all yeah. these people who have full-time jobs able to be part-time firemen? <laughs> Waiting around for the bell to ring. There was. I didn't mind the montage of Homer waiting for the building. Any moment, just, yeah. Just in his fireman ski. Especially taking a shower with all the fireman gear yeah, on. Yeah, taking a shower was funny. The beach one, yeah, okay. But then I think, I think the I opera a, one. I, laugh, I got a laugh at the beach one just because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I found the opera was like, why are, they, why are any of this family at the opera? Yeah. Well, they did go to the opera Oh, when they thought Bart was a genius. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped that shit when they realized he isn't. But yeah, everyone, I think you're right. The integrity of the show is the one that uh, should be on trial here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not the characters themselves. Because, yeah, they were mostly themselves, just dumb versions of them. Yeah, yeah. Homer was kind of jerk-ass Homer. And it just was stealing, and it's like... Yeah, but he didn't really... Kind of like the resolution of him to stop stealing was not that he realised it was bad or he's setting a bad example. It's just because his kids had a face. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better if Homer did see the other side of that, and that's what turned him round, maybe. Yeah, like we were talking about, if Principal Skinner quits, Apu quits, and then Homer's like, huh? Why is Apu quitting? And then he starts to see it for himself. Yeah, it was maybe mm. just him and Mo in the fire department. Yeah. But then the logical progression is you go, oh, then... Bart starts stealing. And then mm. because like there's a, there a setup go. where you can go, oh, my actions reflect not only on myself but on other people. They were very quick into the stealing and Homer was very quick out of the stealing. But yeah, that would have been better if it was because I thought it was pretty hackneyed the way Marge goes, come on, kids, let's go watch your father go put out fires. Mm -hmm. And then to see him stealing, like, yeah, Bart should have gone, oh, cool, I want to be a fireman. He becomes a junior fireman, and then he starts lifting shit too, and or, then that's a problem. Uh, Bart just starts setting fires at places that he wants free ah, stuff from. Ah, there yeah. we go. And then you've got a, a Springfield arsonist where it's all mm. it's the candy factory, the comic book shop, yeah. and Noiseland Arcade. Yeah. Slingshot Saras. <laughs> <laughs> Which unfortunately closed down all of its stores recently. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. But, you know, in this digital age, who wants an analog slingshot? Yeah. <laughs> Going to all them brick and mortar slingshot stores. <laughs> so how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? God, there were a lot. Yeah, there were mm. a ton. The main one I had was when Mr. Burns jumped out of his window and fluttered about in the breeze like a leaf. <laughs> I actually enjoyed that. I, I like the fluttering. It was everything after that. I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, when he lands on the power lines. Landed on the power lines, electrocuted so you could see his skeleton, 
Found Sees a, a kite, found a kite a up there. Yeah. Like, I see from that tie you're a Yale man. Shall we sing together? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, when has Burns ever gone to Eton or Yale or whatever it was? Uh, there is, is canon with him going to That is, is actually, is yeah. Okay, I take that back. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons historians. When, um, <laughs> do you remember the episode with Laddie, the dog that Bart gets? Yes, like, vaguely. Can do a backflip and stuff? Yes. Yeah, Mr. Burns shakes his hand at one point and goes, Smithers, I believe this dog is a Yale man. May have been in Skull and Bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the one where he, um, his son comes back and he's like, catching the train back, he's like, I don't even know why Harvard even showed up. They barely even won. He's holding like a <laughs> Yale flag. And, yeah. So it's established. Okay. All right, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, all the wacky moments. So yeah, Maggie destroying the house with her little uh, pea shooter. Yep. Yeah, not uh, throwing a crusty doll through Marge's hair. <laughs> I actually liked that one. It was whack though. Yeah, it wasn't like it was the best thing out of that whole Maggie destroys the house part. Yeah, yeah. I also have for wackiness a Jordan's head Carter. Welcome to the corner. For some reason, when Bart has Homer sleep driving and picks up Millhouse, he's like, "Oh, can we get haircuts?" And Homer just rips two handfuls of Millhouse's hair out, and then later his hair is back. Oh. Yes. Also, that didn't hurt like fuck for me. I know. Yeah. And he wasn't bleeding. He just goes, how's it look? Like, I didn't mind Homer going, oh. Yeah, I forgot that was another bounce between plot point. Homer's zombie impression. Yeah, yeah. And they're cracking walnuts with his skull. And oh. Yeah. Oh, what do they call it? Nut meat. Yeah. Nut meat. Which, but, I don't like that term. Yeah. No. But I did like the part, the first thing they made him do was fight bums or homeless or yeah and uh during that montage there is the thug dude is wearing like a thursday july 20th necklace from the oh, uh prankster Mur- rap yeah. murder for life episode yeah yeah okay uh, little little throwback i like yeah a throwback to a joke that we like from an episode that we also didn't <laughs> yeah think much of so uh yeah the whole homer sleep impression thing oh uh, yeah and early up so there's example of a joke that i kind of like turning into one i didn't when uh Marge takes the pacifier away and says to Maggie, oh, you know, but growing up is all about giving up the things you like. And Grandpa's there and he's like, yeah, no, oh, no yeah. I've only got raisins left. Oh, they're sweet, sweet coffin nails. So I like that bit, but then he eats one and his face kind of melts and you're like, what, why? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, th- uh, this is on par with a mood swings joke is the yeah. brain damage joke is just, yeah, the immediate effect is so yeah. bullshit. Another bit of whack from this zombie sequence as well is when Homer wakes up in the rock and roll museum that was weird none of that material was funny and then rod and todd and flanders approach him they wouldn't be in the rock and roll yeah, history and it was like museum. the middle of the night in the, in the where the home is broken in he's mm. only just been discovered by the security guard yeah, so it's probably early in the morning yeah and it's been three seconds that someone knows he's there and suddenly mm. all the flanders household is there to be fair yeah. they are approaching the john lennon exhibit and flanders is a massive beatles fan oh that's true as established in canon so, mm, but John Lennon didn't like God. Yeah, and it might it must be a point of conflict for him. But mm. you know, yeah. but also it was still the middle of the night. Oh yeah, yeah. it was uh, either yeah it was either the middle of the night or very very early in the morning when the yeah. museum was opening. But yeah, so that just integrity wise, that was dumb to me. Also, mm. they missed out on a really good gag where he wakes up next to John Lennon's wax statue, looks at the ground, Yoko Ono's on the ground, and he doesn't go, Yoko Ono. Oh, <laughs> that's Bravo. awesome write, write that down you got to put that in a thing sometime didn't take it anywhere <laughs> another bit of wackiness from that section that I really hated is when Milhouse and Bart dress him up like a woman and send him into Moe's that did make me laugh and go ooh at the same yeah, time yeah. you got a bit of a chuckle and then yeah Moe 
puts up the clothes sign and turns the lights on you. Yeah. And then both Miller House and Sparks just look at each other, shrug their shoulders and walk off. Yep. And you're like, uh, a bit of wackiness I did like is when uh, Skinner's threatening to talk and so like yeah. Homer pats it, like his hand with like a baseball bat and Mo does it with like a fire extinguisher. And then Apu <laughs> pat, is, has like threatening him with a puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was excellent. I love that. But that seconds before Skinner's preaching them in the fire engine mm, and yeah. Homer turns on the siren to quiet yeah. them. Yeah. Which is funny. But then Skinner just keeps talking and... You can pick up like every eighth word, but it's not because yeah. the siren dips at those points. Yeah, so it's, it's like, no, no, it should yeah. be like a... It's literally just, you're just hitting keywords of like... Yeah, you know, I really didn't like that either. And it's it like, went for 30 seconds. Yeah. And like, guys, this is the same joke 12 times. They did a lot of these drawn out gags in this episode. Like, not only that, Homer's mood swing joke, but also Renya Wolfcastle listing off his movies on a jacket. Yeah, yeah I feel none like... Of which were good. Yeah. This seems like... Someone went into the writer's room. They go, we've got this episode about the fire department. We've just written it out. It's 12 minutes. It needs to be 21. (laughs) Yeah. Open the box of jokes that didn't make it into other episodes Mm -hmm. and we'll just use all of them. And And someone put up their hand and goes, well, why don't we just start a new episode? And he was shot. (laughs) Yeah. That guy, they pulled a lever and he sunk into a hole on the floor. Yep. And yeah, they especially went to jokes that don't fit anywhere else, parentheses, long extended gag jokes, because all those ones, and also I knew there was another one, I just found it on my notes, the pacifier joke at the start, where Homer's listing off all the pacifier names. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so quickly that you can't really, like they're not supposed to land, obviously, because all I could remember was Binky182. Yeah, I got that Suckaholic, one. and there was something, robotic thumb or something. Yeah. Uh, ah, this conversation's talking me down on this episode. We'll definitely get back to more wackiness because there was a lot to be had, but how about the heart? Keep moving. Yeah, what heart? <laughs> like, we, we had this point before that, yeah, Homer doesn't stop stealing for any... Re- he feels like he's vaguely disappointing his kids. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh, and another drawn-out gag, the montage of the disappointed kids' faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that went on forever. And it was, I think the song's called Sad Eyes, I'm not sure. Musical moments. Sad. Don't want to see you cry, and yeah, and the hula statue on his car is disappointed at him. Yeah, which is different, yeah. If you've disappointed a hula girl, you've done something very wrong. Very wrong. taken a lot of LSD. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Um, a little, I don't know. I guess I didn't mind the gag where even his console looked like it had a frowny face, then he changed the dials and he caused a meltdown. It was all right, but that at this was point I was kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was super over it by then. Yeah. That yeah. could have been the third gag in the line and it would have been okay, not the yeah. seventh gag in the line of the same gag. Absolutely. Um. So I honestly don't have anything else to say about the heart of this episode. It's No, there wasn't really anything. I'm trying to think... Like, really, Skinner and Burns were the heartiest because mm. they were the most true to themselves as anything else. Yeah. yeah. But even it didn't feel like Skinner's sort of objection paid off as well because he didn't actually, like, quit at any point. He just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, the last thing that happened to him is he got talked over by a siren. Yeah, it was literally, and then we just never saw him again in the episode. Yeah, and we just kind of assume he left, I suppose. Yeah, I assumed that he quit, but we never saw it. Yeah, maybe he's dead. And they never said anything. <laughs> maybe he's a cat now. yes or no would you watch this episode again i don't really see why i would just to see the fireman slide down the pole into the chili yeah yeah i i do agree that was a good bit of uh, a poo's threatening puppy that was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah there are gifts i would watch from this episode yeah Yeah, definitely editing bay elliot j here to say that there's mild black mirror spoilers for the next 90 seconds and yeah the no kids and three money is just such a good quote like I still can't believe it came from this episode. It's yeah. fucking bizarre. Well, it did in this universe. What song's that? <laughs> it's Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. So what's the Black Mirror theme again? Black, Black Mirror. Crossover <laughs> 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 five. Why did we both do the same thing? <laughs> Oh fuck! I'd love it if that was the theme song. <laughs> I don't know if it has a theme song. Yeah. It's the mirror, the it's mirror it's you not. shouldn't look at. A man fucks a pig <laughs> in the first episode. Spoilers, but don't let that dissuade you from the rest. Yeah, I know. For a series that's so well loved, like the pilot episode is about pig fucking. It's a wonder it, it got it off is, the ground. It is a very well executed episode about pig fucking. To yeah, be fair. it's a fucking great episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, because everyone takes it seriously. It's yeah. it's like uh, you as the audience keep watching and go, "Wow, a gripping, engaging drama." Hang on. <laughs> yeah, but then you get an audience surrogate at the end when all the people are in pubs and they're like, "Oh yeah, go yeah," and they start doing it. And they're like, "Oh, oh. this is awful." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll turn it off. It's been an hour. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, so good. We got to sit down and I got to w- make you watch a lot of Black Mirror. I know. It's yeah, like I said, I'm just never in the mood to be that depressed. They're not all depressing though. I know. I know. Yeah, San Junipero. That's that's awesome. really good. And well, I've only seen one of the new season, and it's not depressing. But it's the also... dating one, kill the DJ. No, the one that's the Star Trek parody. Oh, that is so fucking good. Oh, I was really bored. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I loved that one. And, it's and it, kind of like one of those things where it's good because the Star Trek parody is very on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew what was going to happen the whole way through. Like you're like, ah, oh, yep, this is a setup. Okay, yep. Maybe I've seen too much TV, but I just went, I, I know how this works and how mm-hmm. this rolls. Yeah. It wasn't bad. I was just kind of a bit, meh, lukewarm on it. Especially when yeah. like you put pig fucking as the first episode <laughs> you ever see. And you're like, this is intense. And all season one is just... You can't watch more than like one every two days because it oh, stays yeah. with you for yeah, so long. And you want to think on it. Yeah. Whereas this one was like, you could turn it off and be like, eh, nothing. Yeah, okay. yeah, fair. White Bear. White Bear is really good as well. Oh, Three. The, the woman that gets dropped and everyone's filming her and she doesn't yes. know why. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, there's, so a lot good. Of really good fuck- there's some really good ones. Nice. All right. So, BT, what would you change about this episode? Um, Lots. I would just give it a bit more focus and a bit. Uh, just pull all that extra five seconds out of all those jokes that didn't need it and use that time more constructively. Just give me a plot, give me some consequences, give me some gravity and feeling and just everything this is lacking because it's a very empty episode. Yeah. Phil, anything you'd like to change? I'd lose everything in the first segment and start it with Homer driving home drunk, crashing the car at the fire station, then <laughs> forced by the courts to volunteer fire department to make up for it. Then have Bart see him stealing. Bart starts setting fires in places he wants free stuff from. Then Bart, caught by the cops, being told by Homer why stealing is wrong, even though he does it, and then go through the conflict. Yeah. I I actually think, yeah, there's a lot of good premises in this episode. You know, we workshopped a bunch then, and... We're not even getting paid for it. No. (laughs) Give us money, damn it. Or I'll steal your stuff. Wait, it's working. (laughs) But I think it would have been better to have the Maggie Pacifier storyline set up as an alternate plot to cut to in this Mm -hmm. episode, and so to give it some sort of resolution rather than, yeah, feeling like we wasted our time with that first seven minutes. And yeah, I think there is a lot to be mind of Homer being sleep-deprived because of Maggie's being upset at the pacifier. And I kind of wish that Lisa didn't write it off because I'm sure there's justification for not letting a baby over a certain age use one. Yeah, I mm. don't know what that would be. But. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't mind uh, Lisa's justification that it was a Larry Flint publication of Mudge. Probably shouldn't be taking it Then seriously. we have this weird bit where Maggie starts crying and people are like, ah, and then Lisa's just, Larry Flint, Larry yeah, that Flint. that was really it's weird. Like, why are you just... 
yelling it repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we do have a reason for Maggie to stop sucking on a pacifier because Maggie's teeth are coming in crooked. <laughs> Has she been sucking on a pacifier of some kind? <laughs> Lies! <laughs> All right, so musical moments. Uh, yeah, the aforementioned Sad Eyes song, but also during the Homer Sleepy Zombie montage, did you guys happen to know what song that was? Was it Sleepy Zombie by White Zombie? <laughs> was it the theme to Black Mirror? No. Black Mirror. <laughs> no. No, generic rock. No, it's it's <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but it's Edgar Winter Group, the best albino in rock and roll. Okay, don't know any of the words you just said. <laughs> That's why it makes no sense. It's a it's a jam. It's a jam. It's yeah. it's generic rock, but it's a jam. BT. I still don't know what you're saying. It's any other notes time. I like Mo's business cards of Mo like hero, and on the other side, it's Mo like villain. It's oh. got him with the, like the mustache, and the, I gotta like that. Oh, okay, I fell on the other side of that joke, but if you got fun out of it, you know, I, I, I don't judge. I just kind of want one with my name in the <laughs> I word. <knew> it. <laughs> and the photo with you with a body called Top Hat and a evil moustache. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll take that. We all want these things. Yeah. Oh my god, evil beach. Yeah, no sideburns, big twirly moustache, <laughs> and a top hat. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, somehow also a very dark tan. Yeah, mm. be complete my polar opposite. Th- that runs. Oh, <laughs> it's so no- I can never catch him. It's <laughs> it's snowboarding beach. <laughs> he's got yeah. He's just fresh from the mountains, yeah. hatching evil plots where he's li- where his lair is. Mm. That's why he snowboards. Yeah, yeah. Right. he's he's above your comfort zone and altitude, yeah. so you'll never find him. We know what my nega version is like, yeah. <laughs> and where to find him. Yeah, in places you literally can't get to. Slightly uphill. Any other notes? <laughs> no, that's it. Bill, any other notes? No, that's my notes weren't that great anyhow. Yeah, I didn't have that many notes, and it's about as long as this script. So yeah, in these bad episodes, I like I keep forgetting to note down the shit that I didn't like as well. Like, <laughs> well, the stuff I didn't like was just stuff in passing, and it wasn't yeah anything that really hung or any particular major moments or anything like that. So just while I'm finishing my notes, food index. We got pizza from that pizza place. We in haven't Hills. done a food index for like fifty episodes, <laughs> and it's back. The food index, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> well, to be fair, since moving to Castle Hill, the food options have dropped off significantly in quality and quantity. <laughs> quantity, especially, <laughs> and quality too. But that pizza place has been a return favorite for us. Yeah. So, way to go with that pizza place. If you live in the Castle Hill area and want pizza and listen to this podcast, there's probably one of you. <laughs> and it's probably one of the two people in this room. Yep. But yeah, I'd like to recommend the Bosca. That's that chicken and mushroom one. It's good. Mm. And also, I forget what it's called, but I think it's the Sicilian and it's got like Italian sausage and potato on it. Oh, that's good. So good. I'm trying to decide if potato on pizza is a good idea. Oh, it's, it is. It's a, it can very well go wrong. Mm. I think I'd draw the line at sweet potato. Mm. Although, and even I'd then, give it a try. I don't know. If you get like a nice roasted yam on a oh, pizza, sorry, I mean, I'm good. on the line of eating the sweet potato. Oh, okay. The yeah. other side of the line is the line I won't go through. I see. What about snow peas? I'm not a fan of no. snow peas on a Texturally, pizza. Texturally, it's just horrible. I love snow peas. They don't belong on pizza. Yeah. But I also wouldn't put rocket on a pizza. And mm. there's plenty of people Fucking out there rocket. who fuck pigs like that. <laughs> Fucking rocket. It's the worst. Yep. It lies to you from the beginning. It's this year's kale. Wait, <laughs> last year's kale. Yeah. Last year's this year's kale. It's kale. <laughs> but even kale has like a shitty name to match its shitty texture and taste. Yeah. Someone was like out of context, like, you want some kale? You'd be like, what? No. no yeah, I don't know who's gone, what do I need to call this lettuce? And even lettuce is being generous. And mm. then go, rocket. Yeah. And then the marketing department's like, rocket. It's extreme. 
Yeah, it's the craziest lettuce you'll ever find this side of the Milky Way. <laughs> like, what do you got there? Iceberg? Jeez, Poindexter, live a little. Rocket! And even its alternate name, Arugula. That's a fucking cool that's ass name. That's exotic. That's like a Bond villain. <laughs> is that what Arugula is? Hello, Mr. Yeah. Bond. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's You'll now be set upon by my exotic masseuse assassin, Arug- oh my Arugula. <laughs> and I'm going to tie you to the Arugula rocket. He's <laughs> <laughs> just it gets dumped into a pot of lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? I, I thought this would be deadlier. Yeah, I thought this would be a rocket or a big that, snake. He's what the eating fuck is his this? way out. Someone stop him. <laughs> All right, it's time for Elliot's Any Other Notes Time, which is fast. Fast. Any notes. other notes starts going fast. I hated, hated, hated the joke where they were like, oh, who taped the cars to Santa's little helper's feet? I just felt sorry for the dog at that point. I did laugh through my nose at that one. (laughs) Conceptually hilarious. In reality, animal use. Yep. I hated the bit where Lenny and Carl go to sign up to the fire department and Mo's like, oh, beat it, civilians. It was just, why did anyone put this there? Mm. Yeah. I just remembered what made me hate the Homer waiting for the bell line was when the bell goes off. What the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah, kind of ruin it. But I did like when he goes, Marge, when I return, I'll be a soggy, smoky hero. Mmm, soggy, smoky hero. I thought it took too long as well, though. Oh, really? Yeah, if he just cut to mmm, smoky hero, I would have thought he was talking about a sandwich. Who wants a soggy sandwich? That sounds awful. Oh, dude, like, if you got, like, a smoky hero and you had, like, a dipping sauce that was, like... But that's, like, freshly dipped. It's not soggy. Yeah, Mm, okay, 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 fair enough. If it, like, was given to you and, hey, this is a soggy sandwich. Yeah, you'd, you'd be, be like, like, why? Why, why, if I, if I why went, do you hate me? If I went, here's a smoky sandwich, but I accidentally left it in the rain for five minutes. Yeah. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Like, like, I it, guess this is a gift. It's, it's like, just water. It is, however, covered with arugula. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a rocket. That's like the, that was like the twist in like a horrible cab story. <laughs> the sandwich was covered in arugula. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, guys. It's just incredible lettuce. <laughs> I like how Homer pulls the C off the Costington sign and goes, oh, this will make a fantastic toilet seat. Yeah, that was a bit weird, but actually, it, w- it was not what I was expecting him to say. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually didn't mind like when Costington like nervously goes out the window to go onto the fireman's trampoline, mm-hmm. and he just does this like little somersault bounce and perfect dismount. Yep. He comes out smoking a cigar like a rich man would out yeah. of a trampoline from a fire. I thought he was going to go through the trampoline. That's yeah. what I was ready for. Yeah. No, I thought that was a good misdirect, though. Yeah, that was all right. I hated when Homer's like, I'm stealing five segues, and now speaking of segway, and off to yeah. my next morally questionable event. Yeah. But then we don't get to see what it is. Like, it's fine if you're going to give me a terrible segue that's meta and on point, but then show me the, the payoff for the, the joke. Mm. Yeah. And my final note is the last thing that happens in the episode. Oh, I gave all that stuff to people on Skid Row. And the final joke that they close out the episode on is a... It's a homeless person going, oh, I'm the bum of the future. Yeah, that was dumb. Okay, you have to say homeless, but the bum can say bum. Yes. That's yeah. the difference. That's their word. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a lot, man. I'm just going <laughs> to... Do they have podcast streaming abilities? I don't know. Maybe. Podcast for the homeless. New project. <laughs> we just walk up to homeless people and talk at them. Let's rank this thing. BT, kick it off. Participant. Yeah, why? There's just not enough here to get either happy or angry about. I could almost fail it for being just so vacant. I just don't have the emotion there for it, so. Yep, fair enough. Phil? I'm going to dull bronze it. I don't think it's terrible enough to be participant. Oh, you're giving it a bronze? A dull bronze. You can't dull it yourself. No! As as the group, we can dull it. (laughs) It, At the moment, it'll be dull because I've 
participant and you've bronze, that makes it adult bronze. I feel like I want to give it a bronze, but I gave the last one a bronze, and the last one was better than this one. But I don't think it's terrible enough to participate. Isn't it? Uh, your ranking, your ranking. Yeah, I feel like failure and participant are ones that I actively hate, and this one was just a little boring and not there. Would you watch it again, though? I already said I wanted to see the puppy bit again. <laughs> You'd watch parts of it again. Yep. Yeah, I, I will participate in it. You don't have to, it's your ranking. No, but I feel like the last one was bronze and it was better than this, so by my own sliding scale, it's got to be participant. All right, if you're happy with that, um, I'm giving it a participant as well. I am actually surprised that this didn't come out as a failure because of my past impressions of it. You are expecting it to fall in the pit, but it did not. I really was, but I, I could actually see the argument for failure. But Yeah, in, it's just it's such an empty episode, it would almost warrant it, but I just don't care enough. Yep. All right. Well, this will be a unanimous participant all around. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. All right. Mm. This is not a decision that will weigh heavily on me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This will be a unanimous participant all around, and this will be joining other such episodes as The President War Pearls, the Avita parody, mm-hmm. The Fat and the Furious, which we reviewed the other week where Homer fights a bear, My Fair Laddie, <laughs> Phil's doing like... <laughs> what the... <laughs> Uh, My Fair Laddie and My Fair Lady, which we reviewed with you, Phil. Yes, terrible. What else did we review with you? Yellow Subterfuge, Bart's submarine excursion. Uh, Okay. Q Detective, where Homer gets into smoking meats. Friends and Family, the virtual reality episode. And Uh, The Surfsons from season 29, where they do a weird medieval vague parody thing that sucks. It feels like I've become nicer during my time of rankings (laughs) sometimes when you see the bad ones it puts it all in perspective i feel like like a couple of those that i've seen already with you guys i'm like that that was a piece of shit and this wasn't that bad all right before we move on is that reputation justified is it old mate robert canning of ign gave this episode a great rating of eight out of ten okay ign learn how to review shit jesus yeah that is just way too nice Yeah, they're not critics. They're pissing in your pocket six. <laughs> pocket pissies, as we call them in Australia. Popos. Fucking <laughs> hell are you people on about? Who knows? <laughs> you never heard the term pissing in your pocket? No. Is it? Is he? Oh, really? Is it raining or is it he just pissing in your pocket? Uh, I've heard don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Yeah. Isn't that the title <laughs> of Judge Judy's book? <laughs> I mean, I know it is. <laughs> is, is it? Uh, yeah, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Right. So it's, it's the other was like pissing in your pocket is like just being nice for the sake of being nice uh, yeah. or because you're getting something else out of it. All right. I know I... it more commonly is blowing smoke up my ass and I don't yeah. know where that comes from. Uh, that comes from they used to literally blow tobacco smoke up people's asses to try and give them a cure. I think, wasn't that to tell, get them to tell the truth? I'm, I'm, pre- I, I'm under the impression it used to be medicinal for some fucking reason. Torture, medicinal. <laughs> Back then it was the same. <laughs> Essentially. It's like, you know what, it's good for you when it's at the front end. Why not? <laughs> this man has an ailment. Hmm, lock him in the chamber with arugula. This man needs to be sentenced to death. Lock him in the chamber with arugula. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right, guys, it's time to go to the classic episode, and we're going to watch season eight, The Homer They Fall. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic episode for the evening, which was Season 8, Episode 3, The Homer They Fall, directed by Mark Kirkland, written by Jonathan Collier, first released in November of 1996. In this episode, it's the one where Homer becomes a boxer and Moe is his manager. Guys, what did you think? It was a lot of fun, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah it's a really, really fun, good, just complete episode. A mm. very, yeah. very necessary palate cleanser. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this one had a great story that just rolled out beautifully, mm. funny jokes throughout. And also, no real B story in no. this one. Yeah. It was very full. I didn't need it. So. Yeah, but it's amazing that like you, you well, can... I suppose the B story is kind of Mo and his relationship with, was it Lucius? Yeah, Lucius Sweet. Yeah, Lucia I suppose Sweet. it's kind of... It's not, not B because it doesn't deviate from the A story, but it is something else that's going something, on. Yeah, But maybe it's making a more complicate, complex A story, which is... Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's a... It's more, really, it depends yeah. how you want to think about it. Well, yeah. it really just you just find out his motivation for mm. escalating the A story into... Rather than just fighting hobos, uh, box cars, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I d- totally didn't intend for this. Three episodes where Mo is a main character Mo, at some yeah. point, and also none of the Mo's were creepy, rapey Mo. I know. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Just yeah, one sweet Mo, one thievy, steely Mo, and now one that tackled with his exploiting of his prize fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did the dog look after Maggie in any not way? Not that I said. No. I was keeping an eye out. Unfortunately not. <laughs> so close. So mm. close. So BT, what is a moment from this episode for better or worse that stood out to you? I really like the story turn where we go from it being about Bart's belt to it being about Homer getting into boxing. Yep. Because the way we do that, Homer goes to squeal to the parents of the bullies who steal Bart's belt. Yeah. They just wail on him, so Mo notices he's a good boxer. But then we come, he's sitting down, he's like, what kind of man am I? I couldn't even get my son's belt back. All I'm good for is taking beatings. And I just goes, yep, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, the spirit. <laughs> so you get that kind of heart of Homer feeling, yeah, like he's failed as a parent. But it's like immediately derailed but by a different character. He hasn't suddenly changed gears himself. He's been led by someone else to go, you know, you really have an opportunity here. And I think yeah. that's a really good way to go from the uh, intro sequence to uh, the story in the proper. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Bart's story as well. That's going to be the moment from the story that stood out to me. I actually didn't realize how little of this episode it actually took up. And that was a really amazing, cute, quick way to get into the episode, I thought. Yeah, yep. and it made it made sense. And it was like, you got some great belt jokes. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of good gags in it to start with. Like, it, all, it was reasonably coherent. Like, they start at the mall, like, they're not going to the mall for a thing they're just yeah, yeah. Already, they're just doing what away. people do and they go to malls on the weekend yeah they get, he gets a cool belt the belt yeah. gets taken homer goes to intervene with the parents gets taken a beating discovers he could be a good boxer like it's super fast and i like how bart gets the belt by comic book guy trying to return it yeah <laughs> the average trekker has no use for a medium-sized belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i must return to my comic book store where i dispense the insults <laughs> merely than just observe them yeah so the tactical belt as well, it had a few things that I didn't quite notice on my early watching. You of mean this the episode. tactical pants retaining system? <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, compass matches, whistles, saw. Okay. Yep. And a panic button, a squirrel snare. I didn't notice that one. <laughs> I like the radon slash light detector. <laughs> yep. And do you guys know what a sifidomometer is? Signonomometer. Yeah. You know the puffy cuff when they test your blood pressure? Oh yeah, yeah. The technical term other than puffy cuff is signonomometer. Wow. Does anyone call it the puffy cuff? Uh, Rebecca does, and she's a nurse. <laughs> All right, there we go. That's our sister. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Beck. Hi, Beck. You're a podiatrist now. Well I done. actually have a weird thing. Like, I'm not super squeamish for a lot of things, but I get a little bit of anxiety when my arm goes in one of those things. That's bad. You want to be calm. Be calm, Elliot. I know, because it's counterintuitive to reading yeah. you know, your average blood pressure. Do you is... fear that you'll never get your arm back, and you'll be forever chained to the doctor's office? Yep. Yeah, it is It is something like that. Like I never get claustrophobia, except in my arm when they're taking my blood pressure. In one Just part my of your arm. arm. In a thing that's one-eighth your size. Yeah. yeah. And the doctor turns around and goes, oh no, 
a horrible accident. You are part puffy cat now. <laughs> Wait, what happens when you wear a jacket? A puffy jacket. Well, that's fine. The jacket just doesn't increasingly squeeze my arm little by little True. by little by but little. What and if it was anxiety. the Nike jacket from Back to the Future 2? <laughs> he doesn't have one of those, fortunately. <laughs> I will never get those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're way too expensive. Mm. So, yeah, that and uh, getting blood drawn from, like, right in my vein, which I've also heard that anxiety from that causes your veins to sink into your arm further. So, <laughs> God damn it, counterintuitive body. Way to go, body. I love you. Your body's like, ah, they're trying to take my blood. It's like, no, Retract you the don't. <laughs> they try to get it now, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, anus, pucker. That's all the things I've got. Sorry. Uh, uh, we're out of ideas. You're sweating. Your veins are retracted. You kind of need to pee now. <laughs> this is all the plans we have. <laughs> These are all the emergency systems we've got. It's like, what about final flight? The fuck is that? It's like, <laughs> have you tried to flight before? And fighting hurts. <laughs> My arms get tired from flighting. Mm. So, Phil, what is a moment from this episode that stood out to you? I don't know if it stands out, but I like how we learn of Moe's past history as a unsuccessful boxer who got progressively uglier. <laughs> and then... And then what, what's the chain of ugly? Uh, I was Kid Gorgeous, then Kid Presentable, then Kid Gruesome, and finally Kid Moe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Moe is its own title. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you they introduced the idea of the character of Lucius, what's his name, who's definitely not Don King. Lucius, yeah, they might, he's as rich and famous as Don King, and he just looks like him. Yeah, I just like, like that, how they're doing him as a parallel import, but also referencing him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, just a quick aside, it was played by Paul Winfield, and I thought, yeah. Of we, the cigarettes? Uh, no. Oh, oh I was gonna say, and so when he turns up to offer Mo a chance to have a, a big time, it doesn't feel completely out of the blue. Like you've mm. seen, yeah, we know Mo used to, be used to box, used to be like he's got a relationship with him, and it wasn't literally the next thing that happened. Because mm-hmm. like, and I feel like in more recent episodes now, you go, yeah, this is my manager. We used to hang out all the time, and then he'd walk in the door and be like, hey, I'm your old manager. Let's get a thing happening for the story. Yeah, and I feel like when this happens, you get background for why Mo knows about boxing and his motivation towards Homer, you don't feel like that's going to be a plot point. Yeah. You don't feel like, oh, they've established Lucius, he's going to show up later. It feels more like they're doing it for the joke and to kind of just explain why Mo knows what he's talking about. Yeah, it feels like you're getting story relevant to now and not Mm. getting foreshadowing. Yeah. But it is foreshadowing, which is... Good foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it I doesn't. Call it five shadowing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I don't feel like it was forced backstory. You know, sometimes, like, oh, you don't remember my career as, I don't know, tilling corn? Well, it all happened so long ago. Yeah. Or ago, it wasn't the thing that ago. Simpsons yeah. love to do is like pick up an old picture, blow dust off it, and go, yeah, here I was winning the 1975 Kentucky Derby. Yeah. yeah. It was like. He's got a little monument to his glory days. And yeah. That's... And I like that it's in the bathroom. So Homer's never <laughs> been in there before. And he says, I've never been in here before which sounds like a, a silly joke because it's the girl's bathroom so why mm. would he ever yeah then explains that the reason he's never been in there because it's the girl's bathroom but also because no one's been in there <laughs> so yeah most turned it into an, an office commemorating his boxing glory so it all like fits really nicely in a mm. sensible way absolutely it's great exposition and a joke that i never noticed from the old era so yeah his office is in the old lady's room he pulls down the for your courtesy thing and it produces a cigar. Yeah, from a tampon dispenser. <laughs> I thought so. I was wondering. Uh, I didn't I know if that was meant to be a paper towel thing. But... I always thought it was, but now you say it. Yeah. Uh, giant tampons. Admittedly, I just always kind of assumed because they were of a similar shape. Yeah, I never thought about the shape. Yeah, no, uh, that was just incredible subtle humor there. Play count. BT, how many times before tonight have you seen this episode? 
Ooh, jeez. I'm going to say 20. 20? On a guess. Bill? Yeah, I'm going to say probably at least 10. Like, it's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. And this is almost just missing the Channel 10 watermark at the bottom right-hand corner of the yeah. episode and my little grainy VHS tape. I can still picture playing this on repeat ad nauseum, so I'd say 40 or 50 times. But did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? You know it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty... Everyone's pretty own character. Mm. Yeah. Mo's probably... I think for better, not creepy Mo. Mm. Just you know, down in his luck mode more than anything. Yeah. And as like a Homer does a new wacky career move, this didn't feel forced in either. It felt very natural. A little side career making a bit of money on the side doing boxing. Yeah, I really love the montage of showing that success of, was it premium wash? <laughs> yeah. And ultra premium wash, super premium wash, mega tycoon wash. Yeah. And <laughs> was that music of... But I just like that's the the hallmarks of him. Like that's how yeah. you can tell he's getting more and more successful. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. Though. Yeah, interspersed with all his successes, winning against uh, um, hobos. hobos. Yeah, hobos. <laughs> yeah, that was just a fantastic sequence. So beautiful. Yeah, I don't think I need to ask any more about the integrity because like everyone's on top form here. Even we were just saying before, this is a believable backstory for Mo. Yeah, absolutely. And I think his motivation. It's like. You know, uh, Lucius even spells it out. This is one more shot at the big time. Yeah. Yeah, dangling that carrot. Totally. And yeah, Marge's concern as well. Totally on point for her. I do love how at the end she goes through the crowd and yells at him to hit him back. Yeah, she's taken action. It makes sense that in a comic way, she can't see what's going on. So the fight goes for more than two seconds because yeah. she's sitting behind a pillar. Yeah, I do like that too. And, <laughs> and Bart can't figure out which one his dad is because one's <laughs> a giant black dude and one's... Homer. Isn't, isn't Dad the one in the black shorts? No. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Marge leans out from behind the pillow. I really like that bit. Yeah, yeah. and that's really good, because like, if she had been sitting in the front, she would have stopped it immediately. Yeah. It would have been much more nagging of Marge, but she almost runs to the rescue. Yeah. Also, too, that was like, why won't anyone stop this? Where's the fight doctor? It's just <laughs> Nick Rivera. Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was interesting that they chose to have Grandpa as a corner man in this. Yeah, I, mean, I, it was, I thought it was a good move, though. Yeah, it was. It was mostly just to have someone t- for Mo to bounce off of. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, no, he's getting a second wind. Are you kidding? He's gonna die. Yeah, and I think it's also someone that you don't have to explain the new person turning up for. Yeah, I That's mean, true. it feels like he would just kind of be there. Yeah. So while we're in this area of the episode, how about the wackiness? So yeah, that whole fight, goddamn, Homer gets brutally beaten up, yeah. uh, fostigated, you might say. <laughs> fostigated. I looked it up. Uh, oh, fustigation. Fustigation aside, Mo. Yeah. Transitive verb to beat with a club or cudgel. <laughs> well, there you go. I thought it was Mo just making up a word. No, no. It's, it's actually a word. Fustigated. I'm going to save that for the D&D. <laughs> so you can fustigate someone with a surgical two by four? Oh, yeah. oh that's awesome. I love he pulls in the build up. It's got like, it says stare on the outside. Pulls open the open the cover, pulls out well, the two I by could four. Wallop you with this surgical two by four. Yeah, all basically, gets into baseball stance. Yeah, he exposes his watch. He's like, "Oh, I've got to go." <laughs> but I have other appointments. But yeah, surgical two by four is just one that stuck with me over the years. It's just so excellent. Like having a surgical nail gun or <laughs> surgical yeah. gyp rock. And he's got it on hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ready to wallop someone with it. You never know. Uh, so, what are some of the other wacky moments? I just, I do love. Homer, he's tired. Nudge him, nudge him. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah during the mega Thai food watch, wash as well, you had all those. Uh, yeah, just Homer literally pushing or just letting people fall. Like, 
That was a, an interesting angle for this episode to take as well. I really love when they're doing the interview with Tatum and he's like, oh, you know, I like him. He seems a good man, but I'm definitely going to make orphans of his children. Yep. But then it ends with a, Villains, this parole hearing is over. <laughs> That's still such a great twist. Of uh, like, yeah. It's just shot in the press conference way, but then you realize that the parole hearing. I love the line. It's like, I'm going to make orphans of his children. He's like, uh, Drederick, the children have a mother. He's like, yes, but I assume she would die of grief. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously this guy is based wholly around Mike Tyson. Well, only because he pushed his mother down the stairs. Mm. Mike Tyson actually did that? No. Oh. He (laughs) beat up his girlfriends. Yeah, and And did a lot of worse things. Went to prison for rape. Yep. And now he has a cartoon on Adult Swim. Figure that one out. (laughs) I also like... uh, but if I, I'll get a fortune for one night's worth. We can finally get everything we ever wanted. A snooty butler, carpeted carports, those blue <laughs> cupcakes they sell sometimes. <laughs> Plug-in air fresheners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, much better than the last episode where he was stealing his air purifiers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, the other wacky moment, the fan man. The, yep. He's fresh from his appearance at the Nixon funeral. Uh, the ruiner of events worldwide. <laughs> I do, but I do love how they introduce him and then that's... Yeah, literally the way that they escape out of the episode. Like yeah, they, yeah. it wasn't just a, a funny gag because we had the fan man in there. Yeah, it's it wasn't a, tied into it. Presented, you're like, oh, that's going to come up later. It was. It felt like it was there to be a joke. Yeah, and then later on, that's how it got it. And yeah. then I also love in the credits they just have stills of Mo <laughs> who've gone travel around the world saving people in, with fan related activities. <laughs> He's now using the fan man suit for good. Unlike yeah. fan man who was just ruining events. Like he's pulling a guy out of lava. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and even before that, when Mo's like, oh, you know, I'll just go wherever destiny takes me, and the fan man running after him, hey, get that contraption back. Yeah, yeah even the fan man calls it a contraption. <laughs> so, yeah, other wacky moments of this episode. Yeah, Homer just getting beaten up by the bully's dads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do I do like how Mo lets that happen for about 30 seconds before he gets the shotgun out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to beat up my friend and my bar, there's a two drink minimum. Yeah, and they're like, well, if I we leave. <laughs> you know something weird as well? We've seen three generations of Kearney in this we episode. Have. Sure, we have. <laughs> of the podcast. Uh, yeah, interesting little tidbit. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty there. Like, definitely there with Mo in the end and his regret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Homer's kind of just on a track for a story and then Marge is obviously hearting all over the place. But it's all the trust uh, Homer has in Mo. Yeah. He's like, well, if you say I can beat him, he doesn't stand a chance. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, shut up. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. sorry yeah that's amazing how he can stop a prison riot by just saying shut up in between bites of jello yeah and i like <laughs> that that's behind the conversation that mo and homer are having on the yeah. roof mm-hmm. which there's no reason to go up there up until you want to pan to the prison that's behind it with the sirens going off and then like, i didn't think about that that's a really clever pan as well yeah it's just like it's, well, it's just a way to like rather than nowadays would be like they just cut direct cut yeah, yeah it'd just be it's just Homer, kind of... i got a confession to make i didn't bring you up here to look at my new tar paper you didn't <laughs> yeah, i don't know if he's mispronouncing toilet paper or if there's a thing called tar paper i'm assuming tar paper is maybe replacing like instead of tarring your roof you can put tar paper down mm. right in home improvement it's guys. a mighty big assumption uh-huh. on my part. <laughs> Our ball into the world. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, I totally believed the heart between Homer and Mo in this episode. And mm-hmm. like Homer being sort of the, I don't know, vacant minded participant in the, this whole. Yeah, and you get that kind of doom moment where Marge is like, if the fight goes bad, throw in this towel. And then Mo throw, slow yeah. motion throwing it in the bin. You're like, ooh, he's yeah, not giving up. A couple of like good slow motion bits with the throwing the towel into the bin before the fight even starts mm-hmm. yeah is good and then the last punch tatum's going to throw is yeah. 
very Raging Bull slow motion. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a good meme. Oh, uh, and Homer's punch as well. I've got to knock him out. Uh, that shot to the top of the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that looks uh, like it hurts. Oh, uh, yeah. I love how in that moment as well, Homer was, that blue cactus <laughs> is right. <laughs> got to knock him out. That just hero moment then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that really stands out as a negative for me in the canon of The Simpsons is mm. we've seen Homer fight many times before and after True. this. Yeah. And he's got a reasonably good punch on him. Yeah, he's but not on bad. This, on this one, he literally can't kill fly. Yep, he fought, he fought <laughs> Bart's bigger brother thing. and Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So in that moment where he does go to punch the fly, see, this is what I'm trying to get to the root of uh, it's a concept in comedy is how long is the right length for a this-is-going-on-too-long joke? Because I don't know if this is nostalgia goggles affecting me here, but mm. when he's on the ropes and saying, just a second, I think that's paced excellently. Yeah, I think that's about exactly right. Yeah, I'd say it's smidge too long. The rule for comedy is threes. So you can't do it more than three times yeah. for the same gag unless you change the reference point and then do the same gag again. So if you went, only do the same gag three times, only three times, only three Never four, only three. Then that's all right. But if you just said only three yeah. four times, yeah. it's terrible. So I think in those type of things, I don't know how times relates to seconds, but I would say that time on the ropes, it was for me, it was about a second, second and a half too long. Yeah. Well, I think he sort of spaced it out good enough with sort of the words he was saying, the panting, and also... Superman paces it well, good it. enough. You pace it out well enough. <laughs> <laughs> You got you got me on the ropes, <laughs> but yeah, I like that he like sort of gets up from the ropes and like no way, just a second. Yeah, and also I think we're now judging it from a position where we're more used to consuming TV yeah, and stories, definitely, and so we pick it up faster, mm. get the joke more, get over the joke sooner, so we don't need to be told it for as long. Yeah, that's right. See, yeah, back in the day, this would have played a lot better, definitely. Mm. Yes or no? Would you watch this again? Yes. Yes. Yeah, definitely. We're going to watch it again. We're going to put in a playlist. What playlist does it go in? Punching. Uh, <laughs> Homer yep. Sport. Yep, Homer Sports, Homer Careers. Yeah, Homer, Homer Fights. Careers. Homer Fights, yeah, definitely. Fathers and Sons of the Bullies. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. A weird list Kearney, to put together. Generation Kearney. Yeah. <laughs> the Kearney kids. Um, the is, Kearning. Is there a, a playlist of belts? Oh, yeah, belt-focused episodes. I'm sure we must have more belts in there. Uh, I feel like there must be as well, but yeah. I can't think of any. Cowboy belts? I'm sure we've seen some. <laughs> That's just a piece of extension cord. Oh, there's definitely... There's a bit where Grandpa takes off his belt to whip someone and his pants falls down. Oh, <laughs> and he, and he um, used to wear an onion on his belt, which was the style at the time. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's also a shopping centre-related thing, like yeah. You know, yeah. weird shops like Leftorium and stuff oh, in shopping centres. There's a great background one, which is one-size-fits-all lingerie. <laughs> I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> I even got a chuckle out of the store that they went into, miscellaneous, etc. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who needs all this crap? Look, the world's best jacket. If I had that jacket, I'd show everybody. Show everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He'd show everybody. Not what? Just show them. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. World's best jacket. Yeah. But just when Bart walks into the house after being beaten up, he's all, you know, purple and lumpy, and he's like, "Hey, Dad. Hey, where's your belt?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> looking. He says, "Looking good, son. Hang on a second. Where's your belt?" <laughs> oh, poor Bart. At least he went uh, to go seek redemption. Yep. What you've got to do is squeal everyone. <laughs> Coming to me was a good start. But then they'll oh, beat me right. up even more. <laughs> yes. yes, they are a clever bunch. <laughs> I know. I'll squeal for you. And that's like such a... Like you don't need to see him arrive at the bar. Or yeah. Arrive. It's just literally punches to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to getting beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> Other playlists. Yeah, Mo-centric episodes. 
Jodrick Tatum playlist. I think this was his first major appearance mm. since Lisa versus the Eighth Commandment when they steal cable television. Yeah. And yeah, he was a slightly different character in that one. Yeah. Same guy, same continuity. BT, what would you change about this episode? Ooh. I don't think there's anything that really needs tweaking. I mean, maybe, yeah, with today's considerations of uh, timing of jokes, you could tighten up a little, but I don't think it's a negative, just maybe a second too long here and there, as opposed to that first one where it was like five seconds too long everywhere. (laughs) You could tighten up a little bit, but I don't think anything's really detrimental. Yep. I do not believe I have any parts I would like to change. Bill, anything you'd like to change about the episode? There's nothing I'd like to change. I think if you were to revamp this now i think the only thing you'd really change is at the beginning when in the mall they had the bonanza. the cast of bonanza yeah you'd have to change that to something mm. something not from 1972 yeah but that's just a cultural reference in terms of story and everything i wouldn't mind seeing homer fight back a little bit but apart from that yeah, yeah. it's pretty solid i think the one thing i would want to change would be in this world because i want one of those t-shirts that has uh tatum's glove heading towards homer's face oh it's actually amazing we haven't seen that shirt on rock bottom yet i know rock along bottom, with you... homer is a dope <laughs> and with fine stitching on the word dope mm-hmm. okay so guest stars yeah we have mentioned before paul winfield and the other guest star of this episode the most well-known voice in boxing mm-hmm. michael buffer Oh my god, that is some voice. And he gets paid a lot for it too. He does. He has actually trademarked the phrase, let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, he owns it. Yeah, good Yeah. So I didn't think you could do trademark. I think it's trademark, and I think it has to be used within the context of boxing. So if I made a cereal called let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, that'd be fine. Mm. Because it's a cereal and no one's confusing... His catchphrase with your cereal. Oh, right. But if you got a very uh, convincing Michael Buffer impersonator to say it at a fighting event, that would lead you to trouble. I think. I'm I'm not a lawyer, as you may have noticed. Well, it also makes sense (laughs) because his brother, Bruce Buffer, he's the official announcer for all the UFC fights. And his catchphrases are just so weak. Up and at them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's time! It's yeah. the, admittedly, it's time is not bad, but yeah. you, you, when you know you have to live up to your brother's shadow, yeah, it's tough. And also, you can't really do anything because let's get ready to rumble has like enough, like it builds up, and then oh, you yeah. play out the rumble. It's time's too short. It's just pow, ladies and gentlemen. It's time. Like, yeah, that's well, not great. But no, Bruce Buffer, you know, he's had a very good career in his own right outside of his own brother's shadow. But it, mm-hmm. it was very funny when he was starting up where it's like, oh, you're just trying to imitate. Big like, no, I can do this too. Ladies and gentlemen, let's begin combat. <laughs> let's yes. begin the thunder. <laughs> Time to do the thing. <laughs> let's break this thing. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> Wonder where I'm pinching that one from. Hmm. But yeah, he had some good material in this episode, introducing all the celebrities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Renier Wolfcastle, fresh from his prostitution scandal. <laughs> I do like, due to public demand, we will not be we will be skipping the national anthem. Yeah, popular demand. <laughs> yeah, he was great in this episode. And musical moments. So this is another <laughs> genius bit of comedy. Yes. I, Why can't we be friends? I want to write a thesis on how funny <laughs> this is. To have Dredrick Tatum walking out to yeah. a big threatening rap song and then Homer walk out to Why Can't We Be Friends. Well, even the lead into that is hilarious as well. I don't think I've noticed before. I think we all got a chuckle when he said, he's known as the Brick Hit House. Yeah. yeah. And the Southern Dandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brick Hit House. I don't think I yeah. ever noticed that before. I don't think I, I would have heard the term Brick Shit House beforehand. Yeah. So. No. 
Brick Kid House made me laugh a lot more than I was ready for. Oh. But also, I don't even know where that Let's Be Friends. So I've never heard it outside this episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I'm assuming it sounds like Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. What are you, crazy? Yes. Get back in your box. Dude. That's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound anything like Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> are you talking about the Shrek Smash Mouth, or is there somehow another Southern Dandy That's what I'm talking about. You are insane. All right. If so that's right, I will eat your hat that you don't. are wearing made of pepperoni. <laughs> I'll get it. I have some sandwich beads upstairs. <laughs> so why can't we be friends is apparently by a band called War. I've never heard of them. Um, Surprising. <laughs> that's kind of their songs and their name are not the same. Yeah, I'm confused. It's like Massive Attack. Very relaxing music. Yeah. <laughs> when did I actually listen to them? Yeah, Teardrop on the Fire. You'll know it if you hear it. I will not. You will. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, War seemed to be a pretty cool band. I might actually check them, che- out. Check them out. The song that Dredrick Tatum walked out to was Time for Some Axion by Redman. Like action, but spelled wrong. Action, right. Okay, I get it. Like action with an axe. Mm. Yep. The song heard over the credits is Barbara Streisand's People, mm-hmm. sung by Sally Stevens. So that was the musical moments, and we go to now BT and your other notes. Are there any? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, first off, Homer is 38 in this episode. I just wanted oh, to note he? that. They give a direct... You're 38 years old, you've never boxed, and you haven't worked out since high school. Oh. Which I only bring up because, you know, the continuity of age is always difficult. That means they would have had Bart when he was 28. Yeah, he was definitely younger than that. Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. I mean, Homer's age is a very contentious I know, I know. thing. We've brought it up on previous the, podcasts. The few times they really specify age or year, I want to kind of note, um, just out of interest. No, definitely, because yep. there is another episode where they do celebrate his 40th birthday party. Yep. There's also a great little bit. It was like, okay, there's a good chance you'll beat Tatum, but you have to visualize the win. He's like, got <laughs> it. And it's like, and Jedrick Tatum has died due to congenital heart defect moments before entering the ring. Yep. Uh, that was so, so funny. Especially because like, that joke starts out where it looks like he's just visualizing himself one, but not yeah. how he's won. Like he's just winning. He's like, yeah, his hands up in the air. The ref's holding his hand. He's like, cheering. yep, I won. He's like, yep, I won. Good. And then, like a little bit later, the announcer just pops into the front of screen and says, yeah, yeah. and says that. So it's got like two good laughs in there. No, that's great. Phil, do you have any other notes? When Marge hears about him fighting Jedrick Tatum, he's like, <laughs> of all your crazy ideas, this ranks somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. No, really, like, what are they saying? You're going to be heavyweight champion of the world? I was going to surprise <laughs> you, but. Happy anniversary. <laughs> you have to go see a doctor. Okay, then. A competent doctor. <laughs> oh. Damn it. That's that what was... we get for living in a state raised by circus freaks. Yeah, another sort of misdirect cut to Dr. Hibbert to be the smart authority on this. And then, yeah, he's good to fight. Yeah, this is like, according to state laws, you're good yeah. for what? Boxing, being shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and so I can't remember what the other one was. To box, wrestle, or be fired out of a cannon. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, not to have a sh- cannon no. shot at him anymore. That Those days are done. We, we cover yeah. that, fortunately. Oh, and I do like that he has a very unique condition called Homer Cincinnatus. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> you have one-eighth an inch more fat around your brain than an average person. <laughs> oh, there's so much good material in this yeah. episode. All right, it's time for speedy, super speedy, 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 speedy notes. Why can't these be notes? <laughs> He's so fast. <laughs> There's a weird bit where Homer's like excited dragging Marge into the store and she goes, you're hurting my arm. No, I'm not. It's really weird. Well, it follows the, you love high-tech gadgets. No, I don't. Sure you do. Yeah, just an escalation of that. Yeah. But it's a mm, a touch on. We got a nice little clip of Raphael here. He's the Mm -hmm. darker hair modeled. I couldn't help but notice that Kearney's dad sounded like one of the three Stooges. Yeah, I feel like that was intentional, but I'm not sure why. 
I like how Mo sells the idea of boxing to Homer with some of these guys, they eat steak and lobster and salad. Dressing? Their choice. <laughs> I like how Mo's gone, so Homer, you want to be the heavyweight champion of the world? He's like, sure. Yep. Okay, here's your parking pass. Ooh, general. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and just before that as well, uh, when Bart was trying to escape the bullies and he's like, you made me do this. <laughs> before that, help, help. Help, 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 yeah. help. And then the little parachute with the sign that says, can't you read? Call the police. I thought that was a really good call. It's like rather just going, oh, man. It's yeah. like, it says, call the police. Like, Maybe this will work. <laughs> hey, dude, he's ragging on your cord. <laughs> How many times have we said that in life at people's extension belt cords? Seven. Uh, oh. <laughs> I've been counting. So we've talked about how I, in particular, hate the brain damage gag, but this was a good one, I thought, where Barney goes, oh, boxing, no, that stuff causes brain damage. And the joke that you think they're going for is he's going to drink a beer, but he's drinking varnish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe beer would have been too on the nose, yeah. or too uh, Too expected, too and so yeah. I think it was the turn of, you thought that's what they were going for, so they doubled down and went, nope, varnish. <laughs> I'm going for something harder. Um, speaking of harder, they call that the stinger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't let you let you use that no more. Yep. Um, why have I written "Shut up, Jerry"? Um, you've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec. Oh no, no, no! It was <laughs> "Come on, guys, shut up!" And then uh, someone in the prison right tried to blame it on Jerry. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Even before Parks and Rec, they were trying to blame things on yeah. Jerry. <laughs> it's Gary. <laughs> Gary Gurdick. Jerry Gurdick. Ah, they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah, we need a recess. <laughs> oh my God, watch Parks and Rec, people. It's amazing. Mm. Correct. Don't watch the first season. Skip first, go straight to second, and stop at five. Stop anytime anyone gets married in any sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're not wrong. That might be a grand unifying theory. Yeah, because yeah, that's where they've run out of ideas. It never gets better. Like yeah. Even if it's okay after that point, it doesn't get better. Wow. You heard it here. Blowing third. my fucking mind. Another quote that I've used all the t- uh, throughout the years is, okay, I think we've heard enough from Mr. Newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> a good line from Bart in this episode. Remember, Dad, get hit an even number of times to prevent amnesia. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like advice a 10-year-old would give you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why Bart's strapping his hands. It's yeah. an, I think it's a nice little father-son moment. It doesn't make sense, yeah. but it looks... It's know, quite karate Good little prep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, in another episode where Bart and Lise weren't in it all that much, it's yeah nice that they found a pretty organic way to include him. And yeah, Moe's line to Marge, if Homer loses, it's a result of your negative attitude. There, I've said it. <laughs> <laughs> really trying to skirt the blame. And my final note is Homer going uh, at the end when he's all woozy and dazed and all punched out... I can't remember where we parked. Oh, that's okay. We'll just wait till everyone else leaves. <laughs> this is the most absurd way of finding your car. <laughs> yeah. Just why couldn't you remember where we parked? Why did he drive? Yeah. Did he go to a boxing match where he thought he was going to die. Yeah, you can drive. <laughs> they only home. had general parking. Oh, actually, and I do have one last note, and a, maybe an anal corner. Maybe an anal corner. <laughs> So Lucia mm. still gives Mo the check for a hundred grand. Uh, there would be an appearance fee, like there'd be an agreed upon fee to start with for sure. Mm. Yeah, oh, but oh, I feel like it would have queered the deal if Mo was responsible for it ending. Yeah, but we don't know how much the deal was for in the beginning. It could have been a million for the three rounds yeah. and a hundred thousand just to show up. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think they get. I'm sure there's a term for it, but there's probably just a you turn up to the fight and you get blank regardless. Yeah, I mean, true. What yeah. I don't know if it escalates per round or how it works, but. 
Yep. I <laughs> want to know if Mo gave Homer forty thousand dollars of that hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, because I feel theory. like that's never addressed. No, he just uh, goes off, and you know what? He probably spent the entire money on all those care packages. He was yeah, and just drawing. petrol for the fan. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's right. That's got to chew through it. Yeah, they haven't yeah. invented solar power fan guy suits yet. Nope, <laughs> still, on it. still haven't. Come on, science, you're letting us down. Looking at you, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, you're already mostly a supervillain. <laughs> Don't look at Elon Musk too hard. He's the last guy he didn't like. He's now orbiting Mars in the car. <laughs> so gonna, he got flamethrowered in the coolest way possible. Yeah, he's going to die. Because Elon Musk is just like, I, yeah, I sent a dummy into space. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there was no evidence in that trunk. There's a lot of theories that maybe it wasn't a dummy. And then someone said they should put like animatronics in it. And for the last three seconds of the, the feed, it should have just turned its head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yes. Ground um, control to Major yeah. Tom. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. Phil, kick it off. We're going to go straight to the top and go QZ. Oh, wow. Big old QZ. Yeah, I can't think. Like, this is a an epoch-making f- straight from my childhood. Mm. I can't think of anything bad about it. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's on target. It's on point. Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. I have a lot of love for this episode. I just I just don't feel like it's super essential. I am going gold, though. I don't, I don't know. It's just... It, it's a gut thing. Um... Yeah, that's all i got to say about that. BT? I'm very much the same way, and I'm really not decided which way I'm falling, because it's not as like as essential or as rapid fire, but I really like the way it moves through story-wise. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to do my patented say both, see which one feels true. I'm going to give this a gold. I'm going to give this a cubic zirconia. Nah, I'm going to go with a gold. It's really hard p- to pick, though. It's mm. Yeah. And- I'm, gl- I'm glad there's at least one in the mix. Yeah, it's it's definitely not one where I like. Oh, definitely not cubic. I generally I was like, oh, no. yeah, it's it's a tough split. But if I, I had to see my vest in there, <laughs> <laughs> you'd both be on board. Oh yeah, no question there. It's what this was missing—a good musical moment. <laughs> mm, well, debatable. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, this will be a shiny gold all around. That's a good spot for it. That's that's what I feel. Yeah. This will be joining another season eight episode that we did recently called "The Secret War of Lisa Simpson" when Bart and Lisa go to military school. The two know Hasapima Petalons when Manjula and Apu get married. Sunday, Cruddy Sunday, which we also reviewed with mm-hmm. you, Phil, where Homer and the gang go to football land, Super Bowl. That's what they call it. Football land. <laughs> Super Bowl. Like the Disney of sports. <laughs> yep. Actually, it's not uh, inaccurate. <laughs> also recently reviewed Dog of Death and EIEI Doll, the Tamako episode. Yeah, this is, yeah, the shiny gold. Yeah, that's that's Shiny gold's some good company, yeah. All right, guys, that does it for episode 79 of The Simpsons Index. Bizarre, 79. Mm-hmm. You guys are killing it. That's right. And, um, yeah, thank you for joining us again, Phil. Pleasure as always. I hope to not be 11 episodes away like I was this time. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get 69 in, but oh well. 79 will have to do. 11? Oh, you were in the 70s at some point earlier. Was I? Anyway. Yeah. I feel like I was in 68, but then it's been a while. Mm. Been a while. Nope. You've got your Superman well good thing. I'm going to have my stupid reference to Stained. All right, all right. And speaking of you, thank you for joining us tonight, BT. It's all right. No, Superman's all right. Damn it. <laughs> I can't do it as good as you. And I am your host, Elliot J. You, you need the word good. All the answers <laughs> on good. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Do do do.
Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us on Twitter at Simpsons Index and Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index. And now, the deleted scenes. I have a weird ceiling. I feeling. I have a weird ceiling. <laughs> it's on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, they were, had the utmost of respect for each other. Yeah, because they all made $200 million yeah, for losing. <laughs> I yeah. can get paid $200 million to lose. There'll be a lot more urine on the ring, but whatever. <laughs> Introducing Big T Calloway, the urinating loser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the song's just, please don't hit me. Yeah. Sometimes called the fastest knockout in the West. Yep. I'll just lie down before the... Ding, yeah. ding. Yeah, exactly. And that's the fight. And he's night, crawled everybody. into the fetal position, and this fight is embarrassing. What have I told you? Cowardice works. <laughs> yeah. I walk away $200 million richer and didn't get punched. You did get further in blood born than I did. By running. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> and sh- shrieking. And it worked. Also, in that scene, Marge unplugs the TV to get Homer's advice, mm-hmm. attention, but then Homer turns it back on with the remote control. Yeah. Mm. Anal corner. Is that yeah. what it is? Jordan's anal corner. <laughs> like you're a town crier. <laughs> mm, I'm not a town crier. I know, but it's fine. I'm too subtle. You, you, you would be like, um, hear ye, hear ye. I'd be, would you mind to care to listen to some news? I don't know why I went English halfway through that <laughs> sentence. Well, you are a town crier. Yeah, that's, but... that's, they must have had town criers in not England as well. How else did people get the news? Newsies. Poor Revere had to ride a horse to yell at people. Yeah, but there were, it was more than Paul Revere. Right, I've, only, I've only seen the one painting. He's just the famous one. He's just got there first. Yeah. Not, not even first. I think he just somehow just had a better PR department. Maybe he just had a better name. The other guy's name was Dick Tricklethorn. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, like, we're not putting you in the history books, Dick. I mean, sorry. Richard. <laughs> yep. Poor Tricklethorn. I think there's a NASCAR racer called Dick Trickle. <laughs> I don't, really? I think I'm not even making that up. Well, on another episode of Don't Click That, yeah. <laughs> Dick Trickle. American race car driver. A Dick Trickle sounds like a tool. Oh, I need to measure this with my Dick Trickle. It sounds like a side effect. <laughs> <laughs> May cause nausea, headaches, and dick trickle. <laughs> Please consult your doctor if dick Wait trickle is right for you. There's also a guy, another NASCAR guy called Lake Speed. <laughs> it was amazing. He was born to be a NASCAR driver. What? Lake <laughs> Speed? He was probably literally born to be a NASCAR driver. Lake Chambers Speed. But just, 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 wow. Isn't that for the boat equivalent of NASCAR? Lake Speed. <laughs> he goes the speed of a lake. Not impressive. One lake an hour. <laughs> Also, Google Julie Newmar Catwoman. <laughs> uh, so Can you not do that while technically your mouth is in my ears with these headphones? Because that's <laughs> quite, that's too close. That's fair. I'll take that on board. It's like an anti-ASMR. Still, though. Arugula. I know. Can we, can we start a petition to reclaim the name Arugula? I mean, I guess. But, can we uh, name it after like a giant black python? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Be careful if there's arugulas out there. Come to Australia. We have a new threat, the arugula. Ah, it's a python that can also play the panpipes. (laughs) (laughs) How? It doesn't have lips. Exactly. (laughs) That's part of its luring charm. Instead of a rattle for a tail, it's got uh, a panpipe. Yeah, it's a panpipe. And when it's threatened, it curls up and it goes... Oh, and, it, and it plays the pipes that make it rise out of the basket. Yeah, it's it's a self-propelling. It's some say it's impossible by physics, but it's a self-propelling. 
a perpetual motion snake. Yes. <laughs> and I almost accidentally said self-propelling grenade. <laughs> one one insane invention at a time. <laughs> and I already forgot. Oh, wait. I already mentioned that. Sorry. And he stumbled out of the gate. <laughs> he fell flat on the first hurdle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a fantastic race. What's up next for this young whippersnapper? He is currently dragging the hurdle with one leg. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick Trickle has come to help him out. <laughs> Oh, I know Four Finger Discount won't keep it up after the classic era's done. And I think they've even said they're not going to keep it up. Yeah, well, they put out a Twitter poll the other week, and it's like, do you guys want us to keep going after season 10? And Should we keep going? And yeah. Everyone's like, Please, please mm, let no. us stop. Please. <laughs> you know, this is why I like my format. There's a good chance that I can actually finish this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are, you, well, are you aiming to be the only Simpsons review podcast that's actually reviewed every episode? Yeah, I was actually... This is going to be really time-consuming, but I was actually thinking of doing the Simpsons podcast index where I just make a big graph about what episodes other Simpsons podcasts have covered. That's oh, a lot. Jesus. That would be a lot of work. Unfortunately, I don't have to listen to them all. I just have to like check out the titles. They're spreadsheets and stuff. Yeah. Still, that's a long time. There I might be a way you could data mine it maybe if, mm-hmm. if they had all used it. The go same to time Upwork. Spreadsheet. Yeah, go to Upwork. <laughs> <laughs> that's a confusing name, but all right, Mr. Orange, this is as funny as I'm finding it. Uh, get off my lawn. Have you met Dick Trickle? <laughs> I, I, well, I was going to say I came with him, but that's a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a Simpsons-related note. I might leave it till later. Yeah, we're here. It's it's political. You might need to cut all this. <laughs> Cuddle it. Uh, so you know how they're talking about Trump and Biden challenging each other? In this episode? No, like in life. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Don't remind me there's a what, life outside to, Simpsons. To boxing? Uh, like to physically fighting. Yeah. Have you not been keeping up with this? Oh, wow. I try not to read things it's i try not to either but it gets so insane it's hilarious so what about uh, joe biden has like said in speeches that he could back in the day he'd love to take trump out back and mess him up a little bit and trump's all like uh biden have you seen me i'm an adonis you can't possibly take me down so i was bored at work and i thought as emperor of australia if i was to challenge trump to a boxing match what would my muhammad ali style mocking be you know how he has those rhyming bits oh yeah yeah (laughs) Like, <clears throat> gotta get a decent kind of taunting box on hang on get into your Muhammad <clears throat> space you say you're tough Trump you think you're up to my test but I'm like Stoneman Douglas and I call BS oh. forget steel tariffs all I export is hurt forget all first one you're going home in a hearse you tweet a lot of heat your hashtag's always trending but in the ring it ain't Twitter you can't block what I'm sending even <laughs> unarmed I got a weapon in each hand I'm so deadly even the NRA wants to be banned <laughs> but don't put up a wall down put up your dukes and make a fist you can dodge the draft but you can't dodge this oh. <laughs> you shout magna I spit hot magma I box you like a kangaroo rock you like Uluru I'll give you enough grief to fill the great barrier reef you're an old man Don you can't match my skill i'm quick you're slow like your response to charlottesville oh. i'm gonna beat you so bad your kids will want restitution gonna break you harder than joe opio broke the constitution step into the ring i'll be putting you in your place old vlad's gonna want a <laughs> refund when he sees what i've done to your face so pick up the time and the place and i'll lay the smack down on you or in words you'll understand time's up trump dust for donya oh. <laughs> well now, done <laughs> 